Hi and welcome to this week's Three Legs Four Wheels F1 podcast. It's Paul here with Dan, Chris, and Lee. Oh, we got it all in the right order. Yeah, we this did. Week. Yeah, this week. We did. <laughs> yeah. Welcome back, Dan. Thank you. How was your secret mission? Or can't you tell us? I can never tell. Otherwise, I'd be exterminated. So for that, then you'll have to go and listen to the Patreon podcast. Yeah, he was off fighting Daleks. Hmm. <laughs> Bloody Daleks! They get everywhere. Um, Not stairs. No, you, apparently modern Doctor Who they can do the stairs. Well, they do the floating thing now, yeah. don't they? Yeah. They've been able to do that for years. That was even in old Doctor Who towards the end. Was it? Yeah, but it's just that nobody watched it. All oh, right, okay. Shall we talk about the Austrian Grand Prix instead? I'd prefer it. Hell, yeah. what a race! Well, we needed that after the drab French Grand Prix. Never really, happened. Well, yeah, there is that, but you no, got, Ch- you got, no, Chain Bear got it right. It never yeah. happened. Yeah, we're just going to forget about it very quickly, especially if you know you got a race like Austria following it up. Can mm. we start, can we start with the Saturday because that's what kind of made the race? Yeah, we yeah. Never, we never really talk about quality, do we? No, but it was an interesting quali mm. in that you know Lewis Hamilton blocking Raikkonen in Q one and just admitting it, putting his hands up, saying, yeah. "Yeah, I didn't mean to, but I kind of got in his way." It wasn't intentional. And then get a three-place grid drop, which somehow dropped him down to fourth. I still don't understand yeah, how that no, works. It's... I've been well, to... I, they I assumed under... he was going to qualify on pole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do understand how it works. I just don't think the system is correct. I think no. this system is broken. I think the way that penalties are applied... Is uh, wrong. Is that, that should be another thing of, that we need to look at this. Well, they changed, they changed the way that the penalties are applied when McLaren were getting all the engine penalties mm. and, you know, sort of 40, 50 places yeah, at Yeah, they, they were starting in foreign countries. Yeah. yeah. So the, it used to be you got a penalty, you got moved down, and the penalties were assessed in the order that they, you were hit with them. Mm-hmm. And people were moved up instantly. Now, thanks to McLaren they move everyone down at the same time. And then once everyone's been moved down, they then close the grid up. Right, okay. So Lewis moved into a fifth place, which was immediately vacated by Magnussen. And then when it moved up, Lewis was ahead of where Magnussen would have been, so that made him fourth. Sounds more like they make the grid up. by Remember those games you used to get when you were a kid that you filled with water? And yep. then you press the plungers in, and the bubbles would like fall in the little yeah. grooves. Yeah. That feels like that's I prefer that was my nez. That was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I prefer Paul's explanation on Twitter as to how they worked out the grid, which was number wang. Yes. Ah, right. Yes. <laughs> that's number wang. <laughs> which which was the Mexican uh, podium, wasn't it, a few years ago as well? No, oh, we'll ro- yeah, rotate yeah. the board. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, the, the the right antidote for for Formula One following what happened uh, in France, but it, it did all start with the qualifying qualifying on Saturday um, and and all the penalties and Vettel having that air leak as well, which put him starting yeah. ninth rather than you know because he couldn't obviously set a time in Q three. What a strange thing to happen. The thing is, knowing that Lewis Hamilton was likely to get a penalty, could Vettel capitalise? Could he bollocks? So it's very <laughs> literally blue. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, literally blue. I mean, Vettel did get. Hamilton. I felt sorry for him, really sorry. Oh yeah, I did because you know you you, you want to see, you think Vettel's probably going to be the, the the man who would take a, a championship fight to Lewis Hamilton in you know in equal machinery. Mm-hmm. Not, not I'm not talking about them being in the same car, but it's just just not there, is it? The Ferrari. I'm, I'm starting just... to go with that. What we were talking about last week, where uh, Dan, you weren't here. The there was a thing with Ted Kravitz on Sky yeah. where he was explaining like the difference in like the way the teams work and how the sort of data-driven McLaren-esque sort of approach of Red Bull seemed to suit 
Vettel's personality more and he thinks that Vettel's not getting on well in Ferrari just because of the way the team's managed and he just he just doesn't work with that system. Though I would have thought that a lot of what Ferrari are doing now would probably be what they were doing in the Schumacher era. And I can't imagine Schumacher not using all of the data. I I don't know. I think but, the, the people that are there... Don't forget, Ferrari went through this big change, didn't they? Where they decided that they were going to employ only Italians. Yeah, and they that, do that that's for where a while. That yeah. messed Ferrari yeah. up. Yeah. And I still think when you look at Bonotto being team principal, Riva Benny before that, Domenicali before that, I still think there's a hangover from this trying to do everything in-house, almost like what Honda were doing when they came into Formula One in a way. Yeah. You know, it's just trying to get everything done in-house where Ferrari have got the power where they should be just employing the best of the best. Exactly, yeah. $2.4 billion in uh, ad revenue uh, Ferrari made last year. Good Lord. Yeah. That's across the board though, not just in Formula One. No, no, in Formula One. Really? Do you know what the second second highest earning team uh, was I don't I, I only know the top two. It was an article I was reading before. Red Bull, McLaren, one point two billion. Well, Red Red Ow. Bull, uh, historic winners like historic past shit makes a lot of difference. Um, and when you think of this being last year, this is where people turn around and say about how uh, Fernando Alonso is good value for a team because brands want to be associated with people like that. I'd imagine Mercedes was third. Red Red Bull in ad revenue would come sort of fairly low down because yeah they do sell some advertising spots on the car but the title sponsorship it's them yeah Yeah, exactly but yeah the um, it's all in house money isn't it I suppose but the uh, I'm sure for accounting purposes the team class it as ad revenue yeah yeah but the top and bottom of it is that you know Ferrari had a real opportunity to to lock out Mercedes from qualifying when when Hamilton got a penalty and they weren't able to capitalise fully. Um, and it hurt them eventually in the race, which is where I suppose we should start at the back. Just saying, though, do you think it's sort of pure pure dumb luck this time that Ferrari didn't capitalise? I mean, you don't often see teams getting pneumatic problems on the car. It, it's pure dumb luck, but why is some, it always Ferrari? Yeah, so, some teams, some drivers can take bad luck and make it not apply to them. Schumacher. Yeah. Anytime Schumacher had bad luck, he'd still win the race. Mm. Jo- Johnny Herbert, anytime he had bad luck, he'd hit by a meteorite (laughs) (laughs) but also I think because we'll obviously talk about this bit later on but um, I think in the sort of aftermath of the action that we had on track it's been forgotten that obviously Vettel's problem was just a problem but Ferrari lost the race on Saturday with tyre choice they chose the wrong strategy the other way around I think it would have been a different outcome of the race maybe maybe. Uh, and when we talk about Vettel later on Ferrari fucked Vettel, so with the double stop, yeah. The uh, there's it's it's being forgotten that this is yet again a race that Ferrari lost, but yeah, carry on. Should we start at the back and work forward towards the, the top teams? Yeah, start at the back and again. Um, Williams back to the back. Mm-hmm. What was it? Kibitz are three laps down, yeah. But if we if we look at Williams as Williams A and Williams B, yeah, let's Willi- do that. Williams A is looking. Good. Williams A is moving forwards. Yeah. George uh, Russell is... Was George Russell's going to score a point this year. Yeah. I know we're not talking about them yet, but what actually happened to Magnussen? How did 
how did Russell end up ahead of him? Uh, Magnussen was baking his tyres, I think. Yeah, no, I Magnussen had a pit stop, and then as he exited the pits, they went, you've got to drive through penalty, my friend. Yeah, no, but, <laughs> but he did, um, I think he did two extra stops as well. Possibly. The, the, the Hasses um, were just baking their tyres. But let's not forget, so, George Russell started from the pit lane. Yeah. And within a couple of laps, was ahead of his teammate mm-hmm. and was, was messing around with the Toro Rossos and the yeah. Hass drivers. Yeah. Also, like last week... He had a good week, first stint. Like last, like, uh, last week... George Russell had uh, the overtake of the day as well, because he did when he got past Kubica and uh, it was a Kubica and one of the Toro Rossos. I'm gonna say Albon. He did them both. Pass of this. It was when I, when I when I excitedly said pass of the season so far. He, in the did he do, did he do he did them both at the same time on the From same corner? Way far back. Yeah. 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 Looking at the looking at the data. Um, George Russell's the average of his 10 fastest laps was 110.033 Kubica's was 111.192 yeah it's too too slow don't get me wrong nothing against Bobby K but he's um, he's not he's not fast enough to be in Formula 1 he he had his chance it's not worked out for him I feel Mm -hmm. bad for him but rumours are flying around now that Latifi's going to be in that seat Either, I think it should be. Either, yeah, I think. either either by Belgium or or possibly after that. But I think they'll give him to they'll give Kubica till the summer break, and then there'll be a organised press thing where the Kubica is going to leave to pursue other opportunities. He's not closing the door on Formula One, but uh, and Williams might take it, it on the chin to try and save some face as well by saying oh it's obviously with the problems the teams and the teams having it's a very difficult situation for him to come into. Are you from the future? I I think if they are going to get rid of him it's going to be before the summer break and it's going to be after Germany. Germany's the closest closest he's got to a home race. I I don't think think they'll take him into the next. Poland than Hungary. Both got borders I think haven't they? But even still. Yeah I I think they've got um, he's had enough races to not warrant a uh, he he won't look at Germany as a home race. Do you know what I mean? Does Dan have the calendar? Yes. I don't know if that's right. Yeah, <laughs> so, I think it is. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, you can't always trust what's written on mugs. No, well, it is true. Can't always trust mugs uh, unless it's leading to a mug. The amount of people I've kissed because of mugs. <laughs> <laughs> but is that why Chris always gets a sex kitten one? Yes, every time. <laughs> So Hungary is what's that second to fourth of August, and then it's the summer break. So we are literally looking at three weeks of three four weeks of Robert Kubica possibly mm-hmm. left in Formula One. Um, they may turn around and say we're going to replace him with Latifi for three races, and then he'll come back, mm-hmm. and then we'll see. I mean, it depends. The car's not competitive. It's not like the it's not like to, uh, Red Bull where they're losing points. No, but it's an attitude thing as well though, isn't it? You know, Kubica's attitude is negative. Yeah, but he's also paying 1 million pounds a race. Yeah, and George Russell's attitude is quite positive, you know, even though he doesn't he doesn't have the best race. He's not racing mm-hmm. with Lando like he was last season. He's not, you know, wanting to he's not fighting Hamilton and Leclerc at the front. He's fight he's fighting Robert Kubica and if he's lucky, mm-hmm. Kevin Magnussen. Be very interested, to, yeah. I'd be very interested to know what Toto Wolff's saying to him because that could be a big bearing on what his mood is. You know, if he if he knows that the real 
um, point of him being there mm. is happy and can see that he's doing a good job given the machinery that he's got. Yeah. Then it doesn't matter. He's if he's impressing the person he has to impress. Yeah. Then yeah. it doesn't matter. And if not Latifi, don't forget there's also Esteban Ocon who is essentially a driver for every Mercedes team this year. Mm. Yeah. He he is there to go to Rockin. Yeah. <laughs> but it's an interesting situation with Ocon. Ocon. I don't think. Uh, I don't think he's going to get the Mercedes drive. No, I, saw, I wouldn't I, saw so. a I don't think there'll be a Mercedes driver at this moment. I saw a brilliant meme when, um, what was it? When Bottas crashed in practice and somebody put this picture up of these of these people climbing out of a cave and someone, someone put it up with, oh, here comes the four Ocon fans. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> no, the, best one, the best one I saw was about the uh, about the Bottas crash in practice was uh, fake Ted Kravitz analysis of it. Yeah. <laughs> Follow fake Ted Kravitz on Twitter. He's oh, yeah. brilliant. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. absolutely Hilarious. brilliant. Yeah. Um, should we move on to Haas? Yeah. yeah the, we, don't, the... we don't have to move all that far forward to get to Haas. No, 16th and 19th, with Grosjean being the better of the two drivers. We... This, they this, are not doing well at the moment. Magnussen qualified fifth. Yes. Fifth. Yeah. That's best of the rest territory. Yeah, well, not even best of the rest territory. That is best of the rest. Yeah. What, was, very... what, was it, what was it we called it on Sunday? Better of the retter. Yeah, better yeah. of the retter. <laughs> he was so happy as well in his interview after quali. Good, you should be, because he, 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 he did a stunning job. He, However, what he didn't do a stunning job of was the race. He had a great interview uh, for F1 TV with Buxton, yeah, uh, where he was in the pen, and Buxton turned around to him and said, "Like you, you know, what's going on? You were uh, lapping the same pace as George Russell at points during the race." He said, "No, I wasn't." He says, "Well, he said, you were. We were watching it. You were lapping the same pace." He said, "No, I wasn't lapping at the same pace as George Russell. We were slower." Ooh. <laughs> I really think Haas are going to hit the complete reset button. I put this three in the article last week. I don't think it's the driver's fault, though. No, it's three races in a row now that Magnussen's been 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 all right in qualifying. Yep. And then it gets to the race. and, and it, well, all It's right. not Magnussen's He was stunning fault. in qualifying in, in Austria. Mm-hmm. And it gets to the race and the car just goes, bang, yep. straight to the back of the field, barring the Williams. If anything, that um, qualifying, qualifying that Magnussen put in justifies the fact that they should keep hold of him until they've got a... They've got a car which doesn't eat its tyres. Well, I've said all along, I think they want to rid of Roman Grosjean. They, it's weird that they announced Roman Grosjean the day after Alpha announced Giovinazzi. Yeah, um, maybe. Well, it wasn't that they announced their, line, their driver lineup the day after Alpha announced theirs. I, I, I think that might have just been a coincidence because if they, I wa- think they wanted Giovinazzi. Maybe they did want Giovinazzi, but there must have been someone better in mind than Grosjean. Maybe. I think uh, unless be... they thought they'd got Giovinazzi. Maybe, maybe. Because he has tested for Haas in the past, in like FP1s. He's done a couple of FP1s. Was it last year or the year before? Uh, I, think it, I think it was uh, I think it was last year. Yeah. But I, I don't think you can sack either of those drivers right now for what's going on in that team. There is a fundamental problem with that car where it just overheats its tyres, turns, turns them to chewing gum, and then that's their race pace, gone. Yeah. I mean, the, the big claim at the start of the season was they couldn't get heat into the tyres. Mm-hmm. So have they overfixed it and gone out the other side? I don't think they've done anything. I don't I don't know. It's I a, think a lot of the teams are struggling, bring... aren't they, with the softer tyres? Bearing mm-hmm. in mind, they're really hot in Austria as well, but the softer compounds of the 2019 tyres, I think a lot of teams are struggling with it. When it comes to the harder compounds, you see teams like Mercedes, for example, are really good at looking after the harder compounds. Mm-hmm. 
a lot of teams, including Mercedes, are really bad at looking after the softer compounds. Yeah. So I think that might that this might be where it. I mean, it, it could be a combination of hotter than expected track temperatures and, of course, the thinner tread on this year's tyres. Mm-hmm. I mean, that the teams had the big meeting about reverting back to the 2018 spec and didn't get the 70% agreement that was needed. I'm so happy with that. I think that would have been a farce if they'd done that. Well, Pirelli, talking of going out the other side, Pirelli are now saying that the um, 2020 prototype tyres might get used before the end of the season. Wow. Because nobody can work out these 2019 tyres. Mercedes have done it. No, they haven't because they 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 also and um, they also chewed up their one race though one race but over the uh, and in the Canada season. as well in Canada they they couldn't match Ferrari's tire management mm-hmm. on the softer tires uh, the, the softer tires don't work for the Mercedes team so the, what the, the hell hard, is the point of the tire tests that all of the teams exactly. do the harder the harder tires Mercedes are wonderful looking after them so when you, if you got like the like a, I don't know like Japan for example. The, 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 where they use the hardest of the tyres possible, that's where it's going to really favour well, at the moment. Anyway, we're going to see that in two weeks because Silverstone's a hard tyre track as well. Yeah. It should technically favour Mercedes because the, 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 the problems that other teams have, Mercedes are good at looking after their harder tyres. The rest of the teams can't get heat into them. But when you've got the softer tyres, everyone chews them up. Yeah. Just at different rates. I wonder if... With the Ferrari engine being pretty powerful nowadays, I wonder if Haas are using lots of downforce, which will mean they're going around the corners quick, meaning they can qualify nice and quick, but just burn through the tyres. I think they've got... Buying bits from various sources and assembling them together in a Formula 1 car has resulted in a car which they haven't really got any control over. I think that that's the problem they've got. Is it, you, you can't... You can't just throw parts together, it would seem, and make a Formula One car. Yeah, I, I think that it's more that's what they're in the trouble because they don't know how to use the, what they've got. They that have the smallest se- budget as well. That's yeah, not, but, that's but that car that. seems to be a complete mystery to them as to what to do with it to get the tires turned on or then stopping them burn out. Yeah, or, you know, it's they they were surprised they qualified well. You know. Yeah, that's what happens when you give. Delara, a drawing of last year's Ferrari on the back of a fag packet and say, can you make this? Well, the <laughs> thing is, as well, don't forget, in, in qualifying, Grosjean barely missed out on Q3. He yeah. was 11th. Yeah, yeah. So I'm pretty sure he was anyway. Was Grosjean 11th? You, you've got the... Uh, I've got the thing open and um, I've, it's actually race times I've got. Ah, race times. Okay, sorry. I'm pretty sure Grosjean qualified 11th and because when Magnussen took his drop, I Didn't think Grosjean started. get fucked with... Um, well, yes, yes, he did. Traffic. Don't possibly. I'm not sure. I think a lot he of drivers was, did. But. I mean, you, you say you say barely missed out on um, getting into Q3 and finished eleventh. He was still um, half a second down. Yeah, he was part of the. You know, George Russell. It was George Russell. Someone else. Danny Kivy. Grosjean. Yeah. He was. He was in all that traffic that was messing themselves up. Oh no! Sorry, tell a lie. Uh, he was less than a tenth down on K Mag. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. On. In Q2, yeah. yeah. So he barely missed that. So so Haas did a good qualifying. Yeah. And the single lap pace looks okay. The race pace is absolute dump. It's almost like McLaren last year. Okay single lap pace. I think rubbish the, I, race I think pace. They're, they're secretly the, the, not the worst team on the grid, but they've got the most problems. They're... Going, the going more in the wrong direction yeah. than Williams are. Well, Williams know what their issue is. They need downforce. 
That's yeah. that's what's wrong with that car. And, if they run uh, and they seem to be course. creeping closer yeah. to the back of the field, like okay. from being four laps down. I think to being three to, laps down, to, to two to be laps in, down, to being twenty seconds behind the the team in front of them. Yeah, rather than being lapped by the yeah. team in front of them. Yeah, yeah, it's a slow, slow progress for Williams. Whereas Haas are, as you say, going backwards. They're just late, aren't they? That's the thing. Wonder Williams. if the rich energy thing has uh, affected their. Yeah, whether Rich Energy have been like, oh, guys... Do you think they're using to... it as fuel? No, no, no. We're going to have to pull the budget a little bit because, you know, this legal battle that we've got going on over our logo and, oh, okay, we're going to have to change the delivery. I thought I'd read that they that Rich Energy had paid the sponsorship up front. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what I heard. Yeah. Start Scott the said that. Fair enough. Uh, okay, so that's not it then. Suitcases yeah. will have used banknotes. Yeah, so that, that's not it. But I did notice that the stag has gone from the Haskars. Oh yeah, the, uh, that went in France. That went in France. Yeah, um, it seemed to be replaced by the fight milk crow. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, yes, you missed the entire fight milk conversation this weekend, Dan. But I think you can see where it's going. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have replaced it with a reindeer just to be a prick. I'd go full kit wanker if uh, Has became team fight milk. Fight. <laughs> <laughs> I would. <laughs> I'll wear my Hass F1 fight milk hat. I don't wear baseball get, caps. I wear get, one. Get the Alpha done out in the livery. Yeah, fight milk. <laughs> yeah, Alpha have already done their own cars out in the in the in the in the Sauber Alpha livery. So, so I'd just be copying them if I did that. Yeah. It'd be rubbish. Also, don't. I've been waiting this how long for Alpha to come out with t-shirts. You need a bloody mortgage to buy one. <laughs> Ridiculous, is it? Yeah, sixty-eight quid for a t-shirt. I'm all right. Thanks. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah, but it comes with a full uh, parts and servicing warranty for three years. <laughs> but don't wear it out in the rain. Yeah, <laughs> stitching rusts. Yeah. Toro Rosso next. I live by the sea. I've got no chance. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I, I did wonder why you bought an Alpha in the first place. But anyway, Toro Rosso. <laughs> I think Not is about the best way to describe their them. weekend. Um. Another team that's going backwards, aren't they? Well, they, they, Alban, they, Alban is using the new Honda Power unit. They've mm-hmm. both taken um, penalties now, haven't they? Kivia and Alban. Yeah, I mean, the, Honda are that planning ahead with the engine upgrades that they've already said that Alban will also take penalties in Belgium and Italy. Oh, wow, okay. That's their <laughs> consecutive races. Yes. Right. I, th- I think uh, Toro Rosso is... Um, getting the pain from Red Bull doing so well. Maybe, because, I mean, everyone's giving props to Honda for what was, you know, we'll get to later on, you know, their first race win mm-hmm. for 12, uh, 13 years. Um, Jensen Button being the last driver to win in a Honda. Um, was that his first race win as well? Hungara yeah. ring, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but look at where the other Honda-powered cars finished. I think that's more more percentage of Max Verstappen and less Honda. No, I think I think lots of it's Red Bull. I think I you're I don't know. Can you can you results take, are skewed because of Gasly? I was going to say, can you can you take Gasly's finishing position as being no, down not, to a weak Honda engine? You know, I think I think the problem was a little bit in front of the engine. Mm. Yeah, the driver. <laughs> the, your um, when you look at the that race, that would have been a race that. Uh, Daniel Ricciardo would have been really good for as well, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Toro Rosso kind of 
kind of anonymous, really, this weekend because no, no one, neither of them did anything to, uh, particularly spectacular. Well, Daniel, Danny Kiviat came probably won the award for funniest radio message of the qualifying. What the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> you don't expect to come up on a Williams going that slow right in front of you. That would have been a fucking plane crash. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because there were cars, as you were saying before, Lee, there were cars in front of them yeah. as well that were waiting to start their fast lap. Um, I mean, it's, it's just it's just the nature of the end the end of one of the qualifying sessions when everyone's trying to get the last lap in and get the gap. Yeah, but is it something Formula One should do something about where you've got we, to maintain just, a minimum gap between cars on track during qualifying, or no, just leave it as a free then, for all? Then you'd, leave, then you'd lose, you'd lose, you'd always end up with somebody losing out. I think maybe instead of the instant driver penalty maybe there should be something more aimed towards the team because in that situation i don't think that was george russell's fault i think it was um, well the, the um the fia said in the penalty notice that the team didn't give him enough of a warning yeah yeah i mean right. it's, it's a short track it's you're gonna have mistakes happen but I yeah. mean, you can't have accidents happen you know on on things like that so everybody has to be a bit more vigilant in Excuse me. You in my can't opinion. have accidents. That seems like something that might be tricky to uh, enforce. No, but you can't. <laughs> Do you know what? Imagine if that. Imagine yeah, if that yeah. had happened. If a faster car had hit a slower car, mm-hmm. like you just said, that would have been a horrific accident. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, much like um, could have been a career ender for somebody. Yeah, much like Billy Munger's accident in, yeah. in in Donington a couple of years back. But we've just been talking about how poor Haas have been uh, in recent races. Toro Rosso had a Haas between them. Grosjean finished between Albon and Kvyat. So, you know, we, we, let's not be too sympathetic to Toro Rosso if we're going to pile lots of... No, at the start of the umbrays. season, Fiat was fighting with Gasly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now there's half a field in between them. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And I don't think that's Kvyat who's got worse. No, no I don't think so either. Um, same with Albon as well. Albon's been off the boil. There's something's gone on, going on with that car that's just not working at the minute. But otherwise, much like Russell at Williams, Albon looks okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... He's looking like the third best um, rookie, isn't he? You know, if you of the four, of the four, <laughs> the uh, it's uh, it's hard to tell. It's hard to he, tell because of George. To be perfectly honest, and he, he's against Danny Kvyat and yeah. Toro Rosso. Mm. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that is it. If Danny Kvyat isn't actually any better, then it doesn't look as good, does it? No, <laughs> no, that's it. I, th- I think Toro Rosso would sort of generally let down by the car. Maybe we'll see a better performance when we move on to a chassis circuit, which I'm guessing we're getting in Germany in a couple of races' time. I wonder if you're starting to see this stage of the season where you'd be getting updates on the car. I wonder if you're starting to see the loss of James Key in Toro Rosso. Maybe, but the, the thing is as well, you staggered updates, like Toro Rosso might not have brought an update for the last two or three races. Like Spain might have been their last big update, and they might not be bringing one now until I don't know Germany or Belgium. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas you know Haas may not have brought a significant update and aren't looking to until Belgium because of the way they work. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, well, it'd be interesting that, that's to know how that works for them. The, the for development updates. race is something yeah. that's you know quite prominent. Mm. I mean, you, with Haas and Toro Rosso, you're looking at two teams with. Smaller operations because I mean most most of Toro Rosso is centered away from their headquarters. Yeah, and it's difficult to actually get something built quick and put onto the car. Mm-hmm. So, 
it, it could be a case of the parts are on order. Mm. We just haven't got them yet. Well, to say, well, I, I'd love to know how Haas actually do it. Like, is it a genuine case of they just have to wait around for the catalogue to drop on the door? Um, yeah, because Floorgate last year, they were given extra time to get the get the legal floor sorted out. Mm. And they said, we're not able to do it ourselves in the minimum required time because we rely on third parties to supply yeah. us. And we're suffering manufacturing delays because it's out of our control. Mm-hmm. And it was also during the summer break when everything has to shut down. Yeah. And, you know, so if they, if they physically can't get the bits to them because whoever they're using to make up the composites can't fit them into the schedule, mm. then tough. Yeah, it's done, isn't it? Right, Renault next. Never talked about Toro Rosso and Hass so much. <laughs> exactly. Ever. Yeah. yeah, no, don't think we have. Renault, yeah, S- still, still, they haven't moved all season, really, have they? Like they're they're not at the back, they're not at the front, they're just kind of meh, just mm. middling around a little they're, bit. They're not where they wanted to be at this point in, not in the season, but in their in plan. their career plan. plan. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, you know, you've, we've signed a race winning driver. Let's try and win some races. Let's try and get to Q three. Did you know yeah. he was getting to twenty million a year? I did not know. Yeah, from his like crazy from his two million a year Red Bull contract to a twenty million a year Re- a Renault contract. Fair, sub- substantial increase. Someone has played a good game of poker there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, I, I can't see where it's going to start improving for Renault. I mean, look at the other team that run Renaults, McLaren, and they are improving like yeah. leaps and bounds. Yeah, but. One, is, of, one, of the quickest car, one of the quickest cars in, in the uh, speed trap as well. So it's clearly pushing it along well enough. Yeah. Yeah, so the, so the power units, there or thereabouts. You know, it's, it's, not, it's not Mercedes-Ferrari power, no. but it's competitive enough. Mm-hmm. Um, when we saw Lando fighting with um, Danny Rick, we got that hilarious um, message. Um, I thought that was a genuine position for Ricardo. Then he pitted. And dropped him way back down to wherever it was he finished, 12th. I thought, oh, Ricardo's in the points, that's good. And Ricardo wasn't in the points. Ricardo was a pit stop away from being in the points. Well, if you looked at uh, Vettel overtaking uh, Lando, it wasn't just a case of a slam dunk on one of the straights because he didn't get past him first time around. It was using the twisty part of the circuit where he clearly had more downforce. That's where McLaren to get is still. Close well, enough. We'll talk about them in a bit. Yeah. But, but, I mean, Renault don't appear to have a... Like the team, I mean, Renault don't appear to have a strength or a particular weakness. They've built... A, they've built it's a really nice colour. Yeah, it is a nice colour. It's a good livery. Mm. But they've built a, a 5 out of 10 car all round. Yeah. It's 5 out of 10 at everything. They've built a Williams... <laughs> no, like the last the last few years of Williams is, is yeah, yeah. It's reliable. It gets you to the end of the race. I'm sorry, that's it. <laughs> In Formula One, seems they built a run around. <laughs> it's better than the Haas for the moment. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's worrying on the whole because just of Ren- because of Renault's history and propensity to. Yeah, rage quit. Mm-hmm. That's the only way to describe what they're doing now. Yeah, and better not. The big boss of Renault. Do better not. The big boss of Renault will be looking at these results and going, "All oh, right, we're constantly in the midfield. Why are we even bothering to do this? Yeah, how much money are we pouring into this again? Yeah, because their twenty twenty plan was just to win races yeah. and fight for a championship, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. But in their defence, 
They are the second best Renault powered team on the grid. This is true. Out of two. <laughs> <laughs> It's like that catfish episode with somebody claiming to be the hottest guy in Maine. It's a statement. <laughs> and it's maybe correct. <laughs> but it's yeah. last Thursdayism all over again, isn't it? Last Thursdayism? Last Thursdayism. The 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 theory that, that the world and the universe and everything that we were all created last Thursday and all your memories and every piece of footage you've got of ever visiting anywhere and it were all created last Thursday it's used as a philosophical term because you can't prove that it's not falsifiable you can't prove that it didn't happen well I can prove that Renault are the second fastest Renault powered team on the grid <laughs> no you can't <laughs> uh, as exhibit A I present the weekend's results which, yeah, but... which all happened after last Thursday exactly <laughs> So Renault, right? I think the uh I got I got a minute. Lee's just steered us away from a whacked out theory. So I got a bit philosoph- philosophical there, philosophical. Yeah. So maybe all my memories of your whacked out theories don't exist and they were invented last So Thursday. Renault, yeah. Basically they've fucked it. Uh, are they losing Hulkenberg, or has Hulkenberg decided to bail, or has he been told he's not got a drive? Or, or... is he going to Red Bull? Yeah, is he replacing Gasly? Are they going to we do... will, My prediction still is we will see Hulk in a different car next season. Last week I thought it was Haas. No. I'm still 50-50 on that, but I don't think we'll see Hulk in a Renault next year. No, I don't. I find it odd. I find it odd that they're going to replace him, and I can't work it. If it, They've said that they're going to look past him, but who for? Yeah, I, I think... It of the drivers good, that are yeah. available, it's Nico he's, Hulkenberg. He's the best. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's not Spanish though. When the car, no, but when the car is ready to go, there's nobody who gets that car up there like Nico Hulkenberg does quietly as well. Yeah. Not spectacularly. Just get what's that? Hulkenberg's in fifth. How's he done that? It's only yeah. been the last two races that Danny Rick seems to have got on top of him. Yeah, that that might be an well, anomaly. D- Danny Rick has been beating him. By but, one place. Yeah, and... but by one place. Yeah. It, it's not like a different driver would give yep. them better results. It would be like McLaren getting rid of Lando or Carlos Sainz at the minute. Yeah, according yeah. to... according to, I don't think Renault are getting rid of him. I think I think he said he's going. Well, according to Renault, the both drivers are very are so similar in their style of driving that they get exactly the same feedback. Maybe that's what they don't want. Maybe they want two different... I don't, lots it, of feedback. It's, it's always looked at as a bonus, though, isn't it, when the two drivers... Want, want the same things. Yeah. yeah, but you would think so. And you think mm. that would push the direction in their development, but maybe it maybe it's stifling it slightly. They need they need somebody who drives a bit more aggressively. Or maybe it's traditional French arrogance when even though they've got two two people at the same time telling them exactly the same things wrong, they're still going, No. I wonder whether they're complacent of how good Hulkenberg is. One Le Mans. He's on his own. <laughs> but didn't you say something like he only gets five hundred grand a year? So that was that the number we, we came out like with that, last yeah. week. But if if yeah, uh, here you go. I suspect the contract negotiations have gone something along the lines of Hockenberg says You right, what? Da- Danny Rick's getting twenty mil. Maybe I could have one? One? <laughs> <laughs> he does get quite a lot from per- personal sponsors, though. The, um, He's got a Schumacher's old sponsorship. Yeah, it? the yeah. Decra sponsorship is bringing him in quite a lot. Yeah, I'm sure it is, but there's still, you you would still be in that team thinking they're paying him 20, 20 million. million. Yeah. yeah. 
You are, and, uh, and he's finishing one place above me. Yeah, I'm sure Danny Rick's uh, uh, sponsors bring a lot of money in for him as well because he seems to be the perfect one of the perfect drivers to advertise on, doesn't yeah. he? But the uh, there are problems with Renault as well, and they're not moving forwards. But the, at the same time, they're not sliding backwards. <coughs> oh, bless you! Oh dear! Bless you! Oh dear. Excuse me! Oh, no, not you as well. Oh, What's God. going on? <coughs> Stop it! It's airborne. <laughs> <laughs> the band. <laughs> I got a little bit of airborne. Oh dear. Yeah, that sounds a lot like ACDC while we're talking about Australians. I don't like ACDC. No. You've no soul. Anyway, uh, where are we next? Racing point. Oh, look, what? Lance Stroll didn't get out of Q1 again. What? Can we start calling them what's the point? Yeah. Someone's got to be in the middle, though, haven't they? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you talk about a team that... We'll be very down a, on everyone tonight, aren't you're we? Talk, <laughs> you're talking about a team that aren't at the front and aren't at the back. Yeah. Um, racing point are just the average... Oh, they had a car either side of the two Renaults. Mm-hmm. Perez ahead, Stroll behind. Yeah. Are McLaren the only team that's doing well? Comp- right, no, Alpha are slowly improving as well. Slowly. But even Alpha have, Alpha have gone down from where they were at the beginning of the year. They yeah, were, I'm... Well, I don't know because Giovinazzi's now got his first point. No, well, but even even so, like there, there's been a few races where they've been out in Q1. Yeah, um, they're not. We thought they were going to be higher up the grid. Yeah, it looked like they year. might be almost on Ferrari pace. But yeah. uh, Alpha did okay in in Austria, but I don't think they've done particularly well the rest. No, of the no, race. France they were rubbish in France. Yeah, yeah. so, so I, I don't think you can say they're getting better. I think you can say they've had a good race. Perhaps. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, that's what I, I think it's. It's basically a grid of disappointment from McLaren down. I don't know that... Yeah. I mean, Alpha... Oh, my God. We've just had the Heidfeld Grand Prix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get onto Alpha just yet, but Racing Point... Um, I didn't. I don't think I saw Perez or Stroll doing anything of significance at any point during no. the race. And what I will say is I don't think um, it's necessarily, again, the driver's fault... Because Stroll, although, yeah, he's gone out in Q1, but he was only just behind Perez. I think there was one guy yeah. set between between the two of them. And also remember, this is money problem Force yeah. India car. This isn't actually a racing point car. This is this is yeah. Force India, we've got no money. Are we going to be out of business next but week? But I do wonder what effect having a Stroll involved in your team seems to have. Yeah, do you think Perez is developing the car one where he says, well, this, this is how it feels, so we need to do this, and Lance has gone, yeah, but I like it this way, and they've gone, let's do what Lance says. Maybe this, maybe the guy that's pumping the money and is trying to micromanage things he doesn't know anything about. Because that never happens in real life. No. Mm. I mean, if you look at look at the qualifying performance, there were it was around about four hundredths of a second between the pair of them. Mm-hmm. That's quite close. Which is so not close. Mi- not, not miles off, but... Um, still 16th and 17th. Yeah, they were both out in Q1, weren't they? Yeah, you know, they, they were both... Which is which is common they, for... They were both cl- close, but they were both slow at being close. But it's common mm. for Stroll to be out in Q1, because qualifying is not a strong point. But no. he appears to do all right in the races. Yeah. Um, but it's rare for Perez to go out in Q1. Mm. Yeah, it's Perez really does seem to be struggling a little bit at the minute. Cause Perez struggling, I, or is Stroll just slowly getting I better? I think Stroll's slowly getting better, but again, I don't think it's the drivers. I think it's the car. They haven't got the machinery to do it. I mean, all right, this this car would have been as much as much as they could have done mm-hmm. designed when there was no money to actually. But does that design work? Do, does that really work? Because they've been a, they've been going in that of administration for the last like four seasons. We've thought. Don't forget when we first did this podcast, we said Force India would make the end of the year. 
Yeah, and that was 2015. Yeah, 2015 yeah, yeah. we started. I mean, if we keep saying it every year, one year we're going to be right, and as it turned out, last year we were. We ne- yeah, nearly, nearly. <laughs> but the uh, the name went out of business. But do you know what I mean? I don't. I don't think necessarily we can blame this all on the off track problems they had because they've had off track problems for a few years. They had off track problems and still managed to build a completely new car, didn't they? If you remember. Was it last year or the year before? When year they before, bought, yeah. Bought the B-Spec car. Yeah, mm. um, yeah I, I just think they built a Duff car. I wonder how much of this is not having Bob Fernley. Yes, that's, that's interesting. Well, Otmar's taking control of the team now, mm-hmm. isn't he? Otmar's taking control. Bob's gone. Uh, clearly, VJ Malley is gone, but he hadn't had anything to do with the team for a while. He would just turn up and sit on the pit wall and look shit. At Silverstone, because that was the only race he could actually get to from his underground hidden bunker. Without we, we don't know if they've lost arrest. anyone else as well. You know, we we don't know all the ins and outs of. Uh, team we know the headlines, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and you might get like the chief engineer. You know who the chief engineers are, but uh, you we, there might have been other staff they've lost to other teams. Yeah. Oh. McLaren went on a big hiring spree. I wonder if they hired Renault a couple did as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So who knows? It could be a case that yeah, the the, the money problems that were hitting Force India last year just taking a little while to mm. recover from because even even with the money issues force india as they were were still building a car good enough for best of the rest mm-hmm. yeah um it's just not the case at the moment they were fourth in the championship last year weren't they? fifth it would have been yeah they would have been fifth with the radar points yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Ren- renault renault got the double um double formula 1.5 championship because yes fourth best team and hulk was seventh um you see, I think with them being in that battle, like I think I said this last year when we, when we were doing the podcast, that was almost a championship fight for them. And it, it this to, strikes me as a 2008 McLaren Ferrari situation where, where the two teams are going... Overdoing it. Overdoing it. Like threw that much into last year's car yeah. that they didn't have time to fully work yeah, on this cause, year. Yeah, because they were still developing that car up until the end of last season. Yeah. But that's the thing is, though, and we've seen we've seen this before back in the Force India days. Mm-hmm. They do get better later on in the season because they always seem to carry on development of this year's car later than a yeah. lot of teams do. But they've never been in this situation, not this far back. You know, not for a long time. I mean, don't 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 forget, it took them God knows how long to get the get the first decent result, which mm. would have been Fisichella in Belgium two thousand and nine. It was oh, yeah, two Belgium two thousand and nine. Was there? We were watching we, it in we the were sea watching terminal, as we've said many times before. Then Fisichella went to Ferrari and promptly destroyed his Formula One career. <laughs> Wasn't that Force India's first year in Formula One? No, it was about the. It was their second. The first year they finished completely pointless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm going to have to do some googling here, but uh, I thought Force India's first year was 2009. Uh, I thought they were Spiker in 2007 and Midland in 2008. No, they were. You, you're a year too far forward. They started being false injured in 2008. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, let's have a look. With Liuzzi and Kartikeyan? In 2008? Yeah. Subtle and Fisichella. Oh, okay. When were they Liuzzi and Kartikeyan? That was, that was, that was early days. Welcome to the Force India cast. Uh, Kartikeyan has never driven I thought he a did. race before. No, he tested. Oh, okay. Over this podcast, we'll talk about nebulous teams with underperforming drivers... Okay. 
or for your listening pleasure. <laughs> you want to see Anna Rain Carter Kane? That'll be the total show. Carrying on about racing point. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, Force India's first season, zero points. So it took them until Belgium in the second season to actually score a point. Yeah. Proving that, they get, that they've always consistently been better the later on in the year, which could well happen this time. Right, Alpha. Yes. Double points finished for the first time this year. And a haircut for Giovinazzi at the end of the race because he promised he would get his haircut as soon as he scored a point. So yeah. they did it in the motorhome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the engineer followed him around with a pair of scissors and cut his hair off. At speed. Yes. <laughs> Which was actually quicker than a Williams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't know if anyone saw the little uh, video clip, but Giovinazzi's defence was a bottle of water that he squeezed at the engineer. Didn't stop the engineer. The engineer came out with scissors and cut his hair. Mm. So- <laughs> Um, but no, um, well done to them. Yeah, as Dan was saying, a good result. Maybe then they're, they're, they're not improving overall, as I said before. But we'll find out at Silverstone if they if it's the start of a run of good form or if it's if it's just a one off. Are they maybe one of the teams I was talking about before who just chew the tires up a bit less than the rest of them, and that's why they were able to hang on to a good possibly advantage. Well, the thing is, Kimmy's usually good with tires, and Kimmy qualified brilliantly as well. Let's not forget that. Yeah. And he had one go at it as well because mm. of Lewis holding him up. Mm. Well, no, that was in first qualifying session, wasn't it? Q1. That was in Q1. Yeah, yeah, but he had, he, had, he had one go to get himself through, didn't he? Yeah, I yeah. see in, in Q1, oh, okay. yeah. I wondered, they were doing okay at the start of the season. And just checking what the mug tells me, the start of the season tends to be hotter races, doesn't it? Mm. And Austria was pretty warm. Very much so. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they do better in high temperatures. I think the the lack of downforce that's needed for Austria didn't hurt them either. No. Yeah, high up in the mountains. Mm-hmm. But mixed results in France where it was equally hot. Yeah. Giovinazzi well, 16th, Kimi 7th. But not brilliant qualifying from both of them. Who knows then? So, yeah. I don't know. I mean, Austria is an out-and-out power circuit. Yeah. Uh, that Ferrari engine has got one shed load of grunt when it's mm-hmm. used properly. Alpha seem to be able to use it properly. Yeah. And you can you can always rely on Kimmy to get the best out of, best out of whatever car he's put in if it's built for Kimmy. I think that's Which, it. It shows it must be a really well balanced car, doesn't it? If Kimmy's doing well in it, if yeah, if Kimmy's getting results out of it, very much a Jensen Button type in that respect. Isn't is it, it a case of? I mean, Kimmy was an M sort of fairly it'll been pretty late on in the development cycle of that car. Was it a case of now we've got the car, now we've got Kimmy, let's make let's get the car Kimmy. working for Kimmy. Maybe, and um, like you say, we'll find we'll find that out in Silverstone. I think we'll find it out more in Germany because that's a lot more chassis. I think they've just bought us built a six. Yeah, you know, they just like you were saying, you saying about Renault's five out of ten. Yeah, all yeah, they, they've just built a six all round. So it's you get in it, it'll do what you want it to do. I mean, don't forget, we talk about where where they are. When it was in testing, we did wonder whether they'd have half a go at the. Yeah, having a championship winning and race winning car. Yeah, yeah, because we, we thought they might be up there with Ferrari, but they're basically the Ferrari B team. Yeah, and which part of the season are Ferrari best at? Pre season, yeah, the, 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 the bit before Australia, yeah. winter champions. Mm. Right, McLaren. Strap yourselves in. This is going to be a long conversation. Good. <laughs> it's going to be a good second good race in a row for them. Or second great race in a row for yeah. great great drive again from by, both drivers yeah from both drivers but Lando Norris staying uh, staying at the sharp end challenging Lewis Hamilton on the first lap got, got to get him past him 
One, th- one, one thing that I noticed about Lando, and it's happened now two races on the trot, he appears to have nailed starts. And he's he's just mm. he's, he's he's cooled down a lot, hasn't he? Do you know what I mean? In the car, yeah. he, he's not he's settled in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not. He's, I think it was. In, I think it was impetuousness at the start, probably a bit of that, that was causing the problems earlier on the season. Mm-hmm. I think that's he's obviously worked on that to uh, cool it down. Mm-hmm. He's had he's had two good starts. All right, he lost a place in France, but that's because he was blocked and squeezed out. Yeah, I mean, I know it was a joke of him bobbing his head away around when it, when he was on the grid but in having France. A good time. Is it yeah, important? I think it's being relaxed, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Um, Norris is, um, you know, st- st- staying well up there. I mean, started fifth and finished sixth. So, brilliant result, given that Vettel was on a charge from behind. Um, but Sainz going from 19th... Sainz was driver of the day. 19th to 8th. Well, he wasn't. Yeah. Fucking... Sorry, we should have spent, said this earlier. Fucking Kubica was driver of the day. How? Which which is now being looked at by F1 to see how somebody managed to game the system and put that many votes through. No, I tell you, it's it's the pity. It's almost Brexit. It was a protest vote. There's been enough sensible people tried to highlight the issues within Formula One. (laughs) What? So what? So you mean all the votes were down to Russian bots? Yes. Right. Okay. There was no collision. Collusion. No, there was there was no collision. The stewards decided that. Yeah, I think he had a hand in it. Um, but yeah, <laughs> McLaren, McLaren. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Carlos was driver of the day. I think. I think he had a great drive. Yeah, he had a very very um, much like Carlos Sainz of old, like quiet. Mm-hmm. Got on with it and just appeared in the points. Just Cra- like, he cracked his front wing, didn't he? Cracked his front wing at some point, probably oh, in, in a similar way that I think Lewis did. Um, but obviously, but not quite as bad. So I, I think that's why he didn't get Gasly. And I think uh, if he hadn't done that, I think he might have had a bit of a crack at Norris, maybe. Maybe, possibly. Yeah. Um, radio message of the race as well for Lando Norris. Yeah. Uh, and being asked to keep Daniel Ricciardo behind him. I'm not going to repeat it. Everyone's heard it. Yeah, it's good. Made me laugh. Made me laugh. Made me howl. Mm-hmm. I nearly passed out. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> <laughs> no, say, say it every time. It's great to see McLaren actually challenging for... Well, points. Well, it seems, well, yeah, it it is, seems yeah. to be the team going forward. Best of the rest. You know. Um, there was a, the sixth and eighth, and there was a red bull between them. Okay, it was Gasly. But it was a red bull between them. Yeah. And that Red Bull car was good enough to win the race, so mm. that's you know that's, that's not a shit result. Um, Anyone would think there's something wrong with Gasly's car. There's that bit of it which isn't as good as Max. Just, just just one <laughs> bit of that car. That, I just wonder what that is. <laughs> I mean, on pace, Science was the sixth fastest driver of the day. Yeah. Yeah, when you, com- when you compare when you compare the average the average of his ten fastest laps, mm-hmm. um, he yeah he was uh, he was sixth fastest overall. Lots so, of straights. Although in. surprisingly, fifth fastest was Ricardo. Okay. Mm. Which, of... which says to me there was prob- there was problems with the Renault at some point. Or it's a case of if they're fucking their tires up really quickly. It's the same as Magnussen. Magnussen finished behind George Russell. But his quick, his fastest lap was over a second faster than George Russell's fastest lap. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you do ten fastest laps, t- ten and fast laps, and twenty slow gone. ones. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, Carlos Science is just 
one of those drivers who just just can just get on with it mm. and and you know but that that's an impressive stat but i'm wondering if the mclaren really good on the straights as we saw you know was able to kind of defend from vettel for yeah. a while um not the whole time because let's be honest that ferrari's just oh, so that, much quicker was than going McLaren. past it oh point. yeah yeah, yeah. um but you know from the mclaren of last year two years ago wouldn't have stood a chance it wouldn't have been there no um it would have been would have been lapped yeah um but the you know the, it was a twistier section where the mclarens just sort of got caught mm-hmm. that middle that middle sector um so i'm wondering if you know monza for example is going to be a strong race for mclaren because they've worked out how to make their car less draggy mm. it's just not that great going around the corners should be super hot as well monza well that's couple of months away yet no no but that that time of year like super monza is usually a super hot race yeah yeah it's one or two words isn't it it's either, it's either roasting or pissing it down mm. wet monsters i say no fun it's, it's usually no fun wet monza you want to see fast monza i don't like monza as a track if i'm perfectly honest like imola would be better probably yeah. as Italian Grand it's, a bit, it's a better racing circuit mm. Right, uh, moving on to the top three, and Mercedes, our bottom of the pile. Mm. Really bad, bad race. race for them. Yeah, struggle with overheating. Mm-hmm. Um, Hamilton wasn't on it at all. Um, Never is around Austria, is he? It's not his circuit. Uh, He's won there once in the last five years. Yeah, it's um, must be terrible for him. No, no, but like the other other races, he's not he's he's not been the Lewis Hamilton you expect to see. Yeah, well, not the one that disappeared into the distance in France. Mm. Yeah, there wasn't the same Lewis Hamilton that turned up in Austria. He cracked his front wing by going. He went over that curb more than anyone else, I think. Or we were shown him him going over the curb more than anyone else. Yeah, funny enough, before that was even mentioned, I said, "Turn around to my father while we were watching it, saying like, if he keeps doing that, he's going to break I, his car." I could see one of those situations you know, where someone goes over the bumps really badly that time, and the car turns itself off. Yeah. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's well, they had a well, double last year, double retirement. Yeah, double it? retirement last yeah. year for Mercedes, which was just unheard of, essentially, mm. isn't it? But I think we, we last year's Austrian Grand Prix we must have started with Mercedes because I think it was the only double retirement. Mm. Yeah. But the um, uh, Paul's now looking back through the I'm book. Not, I'm, I might as well have a look back through. Well, did you see the vents there to have in the side of the car, like on the top on the top of the the the, the, the new vents for cooling? No, didn't notice them. Huge. They were like over a foot wide on the side of the car. Uh, Toto Wolf said that they were absolutely on the limit of heat of, uh, for their engine. Yeah, they were they, they were struggling with, with yeah. temperature. And I think they knew that because Bottas mentioned it before the race start on the grid mm-hmm. walk. But if you've already got a draggy car that you've got to stick vents on to try and let some yeah. heat out, it's you could see they were driving a compromised car. So I, I mean, realistically, I think if it wasn't for Lewis cracking his wing, I think he'd have been third. Possibly because yeah. that that extra long pit stop put him behind Max and yeah. Sebastian. Did. Oh no, not behind Sebastian because Sebastian mm. had to pass him later on. Mm. Oh yeah, episode one six three started with Mercedes. Mm. Yeah, yeah, one six three. Yeah, Le- Leclerc might have won the race as well because I think Lewis would have been more difficult and further up the road than Bottas for Max to get past. Possibly, um, but yeah, I mean, Mercedes are like, oh, it wasn't our day. Got a driver on the podium. Yeah, exactly. You know I mean? yeah. yeah, yeah. You're destroying both championships. You know, it's and the the you know it was it was in terms of damage limitation. When you look at who won the race, who finished second, and you know 
That's yeah. okay. And, and who wasn't on the podium? Yeah. But they're that, not actually fighting anyone. I mean, d- does anybody seriously believe that Bottas is going to take the championship to Lewis over the course of a season? No. It would have to be. It would have to have yeah. an, an extreme summer break. Do you know what I mean? No, the type of break they'd need is like Schumacher's at Silverstone. That's what would have to happen to Lewis. Touching all the wood. <laughs> Sorry for everyone's ears getting hammered by, by it's all right. me, it's me a, touching wood. It's it's pretty it's pretty good for your bangy bangs. But the um I'll be mixing this with the Derby this week, man. <laughs> but the um yeah, Bottas would have to have a serious some sort of, I don't know, psychological hypno hip, you know, hypnosis transformation you would need two or three dnfs for lewis and bottas to become 2.0 again yeah essentially no, there, there was no three there was no such thing as bottas 2.0 he just had a reasonably good beginning to the season bottas is the same bottas it's bottas 0.5 last week played in france yeah not able to keep up with Hamilton when Hamilton's no. on his game. They had to roll back the drivers because of security breach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to do the top two together. Or no, do some, do Vettel first, and then the top three, and then Gasly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the other two. Yeah. So Vettel compromised qualifying. Yep. Um, not his fault again. Just no. shit luck and just, just I don't know what what does Vettel have to do to get some good luck? He was quit before. When he was in clean air as well during the race, I think he was the quickest person on the track too, wasn't he? I think, I think he was he was lapping quicker than um, Leclerc at one point. I don't know, to be honest with you. Um, I do know that um, when Sebastian put his new tyres on, Max Verstappen was on his old tyres, mm. that Verstappen was still lapping faster than Vettel was on new tyres. Yeah, <laughs> yeah on, on average pace, Vettel was second fastest behind Verstappen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it was a it was a rebuilt car as well. That yeah. um, had to they broke the park Fermi rules by having to refit God knows how many different systems. At least it was all like for like, mm-hmm. so he didn't get stuffed with an extra penalty just to add to everything that had gone wrong in Q three. But um, you watch interviews with him at the moment, and even before the car broke down on Saturday. He just looks He's like just he, he, wants, totally dejected. he wants to be somewhere else that doesn't involve Formula One. Well, uh, if that's the case, if Vettel takes a year out, I wouldn't mind betting that Hulkenberg goes sits in a Ferrari for a year or two. I don't think if Vettel takes a year out, I, I think he is... Um, he's only 32. No, I think his reputation is too damaged. I think for to 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 leave Formula One and come back to come back... Um, it it seems weird because of what happened in McLaren, but I think f- right now Fernando Alonso probably has a better reputation as a Formula One driver than Sebastian Vettel. We said at the beginning of the year, didn't we? This uh, this is the year that makes or breaks Vettel, and at the moment, it's mm. breaking him. Yeah, uh, I'll tell you what, I wouldn't mind uh, the bet of. It was spoken about, wasn't it, this weekend, that there's a clause in Max Verstappen's contract. That he apparently he can, next year he can leave. He he could he this could be his last year if he wanted it to be. Last next year is the end of his contract anyway. Um, there but, were also stories that that uh, release clause was performance related, and he's now past the performance threshold where he can't leave. It's it's that's not what I heard, and it, it, apparently it came from Marco 
That was Red Red Bull. Yeah, that 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 was that was before the race, and then after the race, uh, there were various people discussing that it was all down to a performance clause in the contract. As yeah, well. I thought it was a team performance, though. Whether they were capable of winning a championship, one 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 race win does not a championship make. It's, it was a certain amount of points, and I think yeah. that uh, apparently, from what I heard. That pushed him over the amount where, but that, then it it wouldn't have been a thing, or it, or it ups the buyout value. No, no, but it wouldn't have been a thing then because he's um, Max Verstappen was always going to score another twenty five points this year. Yeah, but by this stage of the season, that's where the points value comes Maybe. into it. But I, I, I think um, I think there's a massive chance to see we we see Max Verstappen in a Mercedes or a Ferrari. Would you go to Ferrari? Not if I was Max, I wouldn't. If if the um, I think Mercedes think that there's a, that whole Bottas would make in the team would probably fit Max really well. Unless Lewis has already said, "Listen, guys, one more year and I'm off." Maybe um, I, I I don't I don't think I don't think it would matter even if Lewis has got no. Um, no, no plans to leave Formula One right now. He's still one of the older drivers now. Max Verstappen's very young, and if you're a team like Mercedes looking forward, you've got to look at so you've got to look past Lewis at this stage of Lewis Lewis's career. Not not necessarily look past him and fucking number two him, but you <laughs> have you have to start thinking. Oh well, in another three four years, we're going to need a championship winning driver. Yeah. I was like about to say something, Dan. I'm just waiting for some facts to come across the internet. Ah, because where is Verstappen in the driver's standings at the moment? Fourth. That sounds about right. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it must be fifth. No, he's third. Third. He yeah. overtook. He overtook Vettel this weekend. Oh, good lord. Um, Max is on 126 points. Vettel is now on 123. Mm. So Verstappen so, is actually better than both Ferrari drivers. Yeah, so in terms of is he a potential championship winner in the Red Bull? Yeah, mm. they've only won one race. And Maybe. yeah, Merck are far and away the better team. Mm. But he's, he's in a strong position at the moment compared to anyone else. I mean, there's, there's very few, though. There's very few... Um, Moments in Formula One history where somebody's wanted to leave a team and not and been forced to race for somebody. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that would performance clause or not. It might cost Mercedes, like you say, more money if Max wants to go to Mercedes. But I don't believe, by any stretch of imagination, that Red Bull would force Max to drive for them. No, I think Red Bull is a good place to be sat. I think you're right. I, I think he. It would be. A Lewis Hamilton type gamble for for Max to leave because McC- as soon as the rules move towards the aero, mm-hmm. you want to be in an Adrian Newey car. Unless moving to where I mean we are, but what we think is we're moving away from aero. So does would that not have the opposite well, effect away from of, top end aero? Yeah, but would that not have the opposite of effect on a Newey? Maybe. And the, the the other thing I'd argue as well is, I mean, everybody in every like every line of work, if you're the best at it, 
be a, be a sportsman or a designer or an artist, everyone peaks. Yeah. And this year's Red Bull is not the Red Bull we're used to seeing. Error-wise. They, they, they don't have the best error on the grid. No. Apparently, the clause, I'm quoting Fox Sports on this. They're the accurate part of Fox. What did Trump say? <laughs> um, and this is also in the... I don't mind. The, go, the, go, go. You don't. The Isle to... of Wight County Press. <laughs> Defend this one, Chris. Um, no thanks. The exit, right wing piece the of exit shit. clause. <laughs> the exit clause is only ineffective for Stappen hadn't won a race by Hungary. Right. Okay. Seems like a strange exit clause. Show me a normal Formula One contract. No, no, but it, it, do, you, do you know what I mean? It, for me, it would be... So, well, you, contracts are boring. Yeah, it, it would be <laughs> consistency, you'd have thought. But anyway, like you say, <laughs> I, I I still think there's a massive chance that Max Verstappen leaves to go to Mercedes and Sebastian Vettel goes back to Red Bull. Maybe. Can't see it. But we'll move on to Pierre Gasly now. Who else would, who else would uh, Red Bull get if that was to happen? Hulkenberg. I wouldn't. I wouldn't take Hulkenberg over Vettel. No, they'll promote from within. I mean, okay, this means there could be two Red Bull, two different Red Bull drivers by next season. Mm-hmm. There could even be one different Red Bull driver by the end of this season. I think that yeah, that I. It wouldn't surprise me if Patrick Award does well enough to get himself into into Toro Rosso by the end of the year. Well, he's doing uh, he's doing Super Formula now because Red Bull have got rid of Dan Tixon. Yeah. Uh, completely from the program. He lost his super formula seat and then lost his place on the Red Bull Young Drivers program. Bad day. For everyone for everyone asking why, one point out of three races, probably... Uh, yeah, but super formula, formula might not be his thing. Yeah, and super formula is a weird thing. Look at uh, Stoffel destroyed GP2, yeah. went to super formula, did like, okay. precisely fuck all yeah, for the start. Yeah, right. uh, and then came to Formula One and did precisely fuck all. <laughs> but, um, well, it was what McLaren were uh, since since he left McLaren. It's, it's come to light what McLaren were asking of him, and it was a little bit. We need you to match Alonso, but you're not getting the same parts as him, all the same resources, and we're not sharing his information with you. Stoffel's like, okay, yeah. That was that was basically now go make his tea. Yeah. <laughs> so it was the goat versus the sacrificial goat. Yeah, essentially, yeah. Yeah, Gasly issues. He's just not a Formula uh, One driver at the moment. He's not proving it. Toro Rosso driver. the The excuses the excuses that I've heard were the car's back end is too loose for him, mm-hmm. and that's why he can't drive well, it. Well, adapt. Good drivers adapt. Yeah, mm. but I mean that in Max's hands, that Red Bull was on rails this weekend. You know, yeah. Yeah. Even, even had a great qualifying Verstappen. Gasly, uh... yeah. I mean, what, where was it? Gasly qualified? Was it seventh? He qualified he seventh. He was fit, lapped. Seventh, yeah. Max Verstappen lapped him. Yeah. Going into turn one, they were next to each other. That's fucking crazy. Um, sorry, no. Gasly qualified ninth. Started uh, started eighth. Mm. Qualified ninth. Started eighth. Yeah. Yeah. Raikkonen qualified seventh. Yes. Um, it's just it's the performance isn't good enough. I mean, maybe the, maybe this is. Hang on a second. Was Gasly out qualified by two Alfa Romeos? 
Yes. Yes, he was. And a McLaren. I'm just staring at Lee. <laughs> it's a good and place a Haas. to stare. <laughs> and a Haas. Yep. Bearing in mind Vettel didn't run, Gasly was the worst driver in Q3. Yep. Yeah, but no. he had better race pace than the Haas. Let's be positive. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like we're, ne- we're having a very negative podcast <laughs> after having such a great race. Well, we tried to be positive after the French Grand Prix, so let's try and be negative after the Austrian Grand Prix. Gasly's awful. I've looked Burn at him. He's I've, not I've looked at his qualifying times in comparison to Verstappen's. Now this is probably skewed because Max is getting more out of the car and Gasly's getting less out of it. No, it's so which it's is skewed. kind of what your job yeah. is. To get so more yes, out it's of it. skewed because Max is a better driver. Yeah, yeah. Um, qualifying is yeah. eight to one in Verstappen's favour this season, and the only time that Gasly outqualified him was Canada when the team screwed up and didn't send Verstappen back out on track, and he got uh, got knocked out. He got Leclerc. Yeah. yeah. Um, the average difference is nearly two and a half weeks. Yeah, it's actually closer than that. But you're only you're dealing with almost one percent slower. Gasly is on average three quarters of a percent slower in qualifying than Verstappen, and that that's a that translates lot, as that's as, a lot of difference in F one. That translates as over one minute in. Over a, let's say an average lap is 1 minute 15, 75 seconds. You're looking at something like... Fo- Eight five, tenths. Yeah, I was going to say five, six, seven tenths. Yeah. And That's a lance of Stoffel. In F1, difference. that is an eternity. Yeah. Um, it, see, the thing is as well, people that like um, Gasly will be saying, oh, well, Max is probably getting preferential treatment. He's getting, getting the extra parts. And he probably is getting the new parts quicker. But we've seen with uh, Vettel and Ricardo that Ricardo did have every opportunity to beat Vettel if he was quick enough. Yeah. Um, we saw with Max and Ricardo that they were both given reasonably equal equipment and they were fighting each other. You know, they were always around the same sort of area. Yeah. So I don't believe all of a sudden that Gasly's as good as Red, Ricardo. That Red, no, I don't believe all of a sudden that Red Bull would sacrifice one driver and take the 2002 Ferrari route with drivers. Well, yeah, even going back to Weber and Vettel. Weber could he won a championship. Weber could be faster than Vettel. Yeah. On on the right day. Mm-hmm. Red Bull weren't sticking screwdrivers in the car to slow him down. No, not bad for a number 2 driver. Yeah. So even if Red Bull are number two in Gasly, yeah. every once in a while he should be able to get his nose in front of a Verstappen. Yeah. Don't forget that the, the Red Bull is ruthless. The Red Bull driver yeah. program and the team are ruthless, and that's how they've gotten results in the past, by being ruthless. They will not pander to Pierre Gasly going, oh, well, it doesn't feel right to me for, for forever. They may not even last a season. Well, let's not forget. But that. I don't know who else they can put in. No, but look at this, right? This has been the probably his worst performance of the year in Austria at the Red Bull ring. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, at home. Yeah. <laughs> Though, in his defence, is it his worst performance of the year or is it Verstappen's best? Either way. I, think, I think it's actually yeah. both at the same time. And Which that's, that's, makes him look worse. That's made it look even more polarised. Mm. No, but you mean... I'm not... Red Bull are being are, are consistently the third best team yes, in the yeah, sport yeah, this yeah. year, aren't they? Red Bull are behind Ferrari. Sometimes can race them. Usually can't race the Mercedes. Nope. Austria, that was completely different. 
Um, Red Tell Bull, you what, Danny Rick in that car would have been a 1-2 this weekend. Yeah, Ferrari were able to be raced by uh, by Red Bull, even though they were they, they were out front. Mm-hmm. Um, I say Red Bull, I mean Max Verstappen. Mm-hmm. Um, and see, I don't think when you saw Max, it's not like he had a great drive. I'm not trying to take anything no. away from what he did. But it was no, um, like, Mansell, schumacher type drive where you could see he banged in, like, 15 qualifying laps out of nowhere to yeah. catch up. Eight, fa- eight, eight lap records in 10 laps or something. He just yeah. drove a really fast Formula One car really fast. Yeah. So, you know, it's... So- Gasly's got the gear. Yeah, that's the thing. The point I was going to make there was mm. Gasly was catching Norris and we all thought he's going to get him and he didn't. He didn't. He dro- Norris dropped him in the end. Yeah, by about three or four seconds at yeah. the end of the race. Stick Norris in that Red Bull and see how close he would have been to uh, Verstappen. <laughs> well, they, well, they appeared to get on a little bit too well on that little video. That Nothing wrong with a cock grab. <laughs> Live on television, yeah. Yeah. Dan's now looking worried because he's in the seat closest to Lee. <laughs> I'm just going to hold my mug here. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, it's not looking good for Gasly, is it? Really? Not really. But I think he's promoted too soon. Um, well, the Rebel admit that. Yeah. But again, I don't so, think... I think he looked strong in the Toro Rosso. I and I think once, he... though, didn't he? No like, one in several like races he looked. See, I think there was like strong one or two, two good races he had. I because I I don't think I could understand it. Like last year when we thought he was doing well, I think it, I thought he was just doing sort of middling. And we yeah, we said we said last year when they were putting drivers uh, drivers in the car, they've run out of drivers. You know, it's a album was brought back into the team. This is why I don't think uh, Tickdom's. Uh, Red Bull career might not be over it yet because they might go back to the factory and realise oh shit we've got no drivers yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> but let's move forward from Gasly and we just kind of spoke about Vettel as well haven't we so Leclerc and Verstappen penalty or no penalty Ooh, sorry just quickly because I said it, said it at the beginning um, Ferrari fucked Vettel that well, was completely. the first, first Ferrari mistake we, we shouldn't gloss over this no. apparently they had a radio error but um so there's something, something happens when you you're on the pit wall and you go, box box to the to the uh, mechanics behind you. You look behind you, you go, oh, there's no mechanics there. They'll be right. And without thinking, something's amiss here. Yeah, but the uh, again with the Ferrari luck, why Ferrari? Yeah, do you know what I mean? <sighs> but yeah, onto onto the top two then, Verstappen and Leclerc. It looked like Leclerc was going to get his first win. Did anyone here think that it was worthy of a penalty? The, the, the coming together. No, we've seen that sort of thing happen a whole bunch of times with no penalty. I think that should be the absolute limit of legality. Paul, any harder than that should yeah. be a penalty. But that should have been the the borderline of what is acceptable. I have a theory, but go on, Paul. Um, for me, not a penalty. Mm-hmm. It was, um. Max had taken the line coming in. Uh, Leclerc was already running a little bit wide. Mm-hmm. and He left the door open. Yeah. Yeah. It was his own fault. Exactly. Max was there. Leclerc put, this is my theory, Leclerc put himself on the outside. If Leclerc wanted yeah. to defend, he should have moved to the middle of the inside yep. before Max was 
making his move. Do that. You've squared the corner off. You turn it into a hairpin. Then mm, yeah. so no one's coming around Left the outside of there. For Max. And if as soon as Max is alongside you on the inside, it's number one. It's Max fucking Verstappen. Yeah. No, number two, you've like you you're leaving yourself no room mm-hmm. because what you're going to do? Cut back behind Verstappen. And not, not only is it Max Verstappen, it's Max Verstappen in a car that doesn't normally fight for wins at his home Grand Prix. At the car's home Grand Prix. At the car, well, it might, have been, might as well have been his home yeah, Grand Prix. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He, he has several at the moment. Yeah. Anywhere within nine hours drive of the Dutch border. <laughs> <laughs> was there actually anybody at home in the Netherlands this weekend? Because every, every Dutch person that wasn't in Austria was at Assen. It seems, seems so, yeah. Or the Ziggo Arena. Or the Ziggo Arena watching. Yeah, yeah if anyone's seen the... Uh, Pictures from Ziggo Arena where they showed the race live. Was there something to, on? Eh? Or did they just put it on? No, they put it on. They th- That was Ziggo TV showing the race in a... I think it's about 15,000-seat no, arena. It must be more than that. I think they'd taken up quite a lot of space with the stage and everything. Yeah. Imagine, imagine a country, how ridiculous that is, a country where the media and the people get behind their sports stars. Exactly. What a hell that would be to live in. <laughs> Terrible, isn't it? Well, I quite like Mark Cavendish over here, and so do the press. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but the... Uh... Yeah, I don't think I didn't think it was a penalty. I thought Leclerc placed himself very poorly. Everyone that was saying oh, it was a penalty in Canada, why wasn't it a penalty here? Because at it's no a different po- thing. at no point was Verstappen not in full control of the car. Yeah, or Leclerc, or Leclerc. And Karim Chandok put it best. Did, it, did anyone see his tweet? Nope. After no. the race, what he said was, "Here's my view. Uh, back in the day, the driver on the outside, obviously being Leclerc in this case, mm-hmm. would have had to back out and realise when he's been beaten." Now they can keep going, knowing knowing that they can use the asphalt runoff, and then hope that the argument about being squeezed off will uh, win with the stewards. Well, no, um, exactly. That's that's the thing. If that was gravel, there's a wouldn't... good counterpoint argument, though. Go on. Which I don't necessarily agree with, but it's a good one just to bring up because it's kind of the exact opposite of that. Was uh, Julian Palmer said the only issue with if we take this as a precedent now, then. It the he thinks the art of racing is gone. Well, yeah, because, Be- because thing, you may as well take Formula One into a no contact sport. No, no, he was he went. Well, the, it well, is a no contact yeah, sport. But he he went it, the other way around. Be. He went the other way around saying, "Look, if we if we just make it so you're allowed to go on the inside and then thump your adversary off the circuit, then that's taking away like a genuine overtake." I know what you mean, but at the same time, the cars will touch each other, and all you have to do at the end of that is, if you're going to be passed, mm-hmm. and and any kind of contact is is a is a penalty. Yeah. All you have to do is make sure the guy behind you makes contact. Do a Schumacher. Well, make sure the guy behind you makes contact, and and then that's it. There's a, there's an instant penalty. Well, look at the amount of times that you, know, you can remember. I can't remember incidents as such, but the amount of time you remember Martin Brundle saying, "Oh, it's okay. They've hit." The- the wheels have hit square. Yeah, they should be okay without yeah. damage. Now I don't remember them saying, "Oh, the wheels have hit square." That's probably going to be a drive-through. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If it was a front wing taken off, much like Hamilton Rosberg on that same turn. Yeah, in twenty sixteen, was it? I think intent should be brought into this as well. I think this is the problem with the rules. Uh, the same ways. I personally don't think um, the Vettel thing. Probably should have been a penalty like it was. Maybe something like, like I said, the the switching of the cars or something. 
the time penalty seemed massively harsh for yeah, someone that I didn't agree with the penalty in, in Canada and I didn't agree with the penalty in, in Austria. Yeah, so it's the thing is, oh, if you look at penalty. if you look at the onboard with Verstappen, he doesn't turn. You know, he, he's going out. He probably doesn't. Um, he probably lets the steering wheel go more because he knows Leclerc is on the outside of him. So he is pushing him towards the edge, uh, edge to the edge of the circuit. Yeah, the, but the, he's Leclerc won put the corner himself, yeah. in my in my eyes. Yeah, Leclerc he's put won there. the right to take the track away from Leclerc. And if Leclerc was cleverer, to be perfectly honest, he should have backed out of that move earlier and then tried to get him uh, to slipstream him down the straight. Yeah, or put put the car in the middle of the circuit. And not being overtaken in the first place because that was the only place that he was going to get past him. Maybe down into the, into the following turn, but like you said, if Leclerc was clever, he sat behind him and but tried he, him down the down Look, the Look straight. at the amount of times someone tried to overtake there and it never worked out they always had to do it on the outside and they always got run out of road very similar to what happened to Leclerc and about I don't know 10 10 metres down the road Max Verstappen had a 1.5 lead over over Leclerc it was just like Leclerc didn't even have DRS to to fight back well no because the um, the detection point is just before the corner yeah so Verstappen had DRS DRS down the street yeah going down that street after he'd already made the pass yeah but going going to the going across the line for the next DRS Leclerc wasn't even in DRS he was 1.5 seconds back yeah, he wouldn't have been able to use it even if it was a second behind because Max had passed the detection line. Mm. No, I'm not. You're talking about the bit where he's just passed. I'm talking about you go right, go right the way back round again. Oh, right, halfway around the lap. The, mm-hmm. the halfway around the lap, there was there was a more than one second gap. Right. Sorry, I thought you meant by yeah. the end of that. No, straight. no, Verstappen had the DRS um, after he'd passed Leclerc. Two Ferrari points though. Uh, first Ferrari point being, if they hadn't have fucked the tire strategy up, Leclerc would have won the race. Uh, the reason he lost the race was because his tires were going off. And Max had nice. Well, they they did roughly. There wasn't. It was the soft, they were, they were, softest of hards. Wasn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Um, so they they messed the strategy up, and my second Ferrari point would be, I think if it would have if you'd swapped the drivers over, and this probably isn't going to be very popular, if you'd swapped Vettel and uh, Leclerc over, I think Vettel wins that Grand Prix. I don't know. Other, maybe. other, for, other thing you got a question for Henri. Did they bring Vettel in for his second stop a lap or two too late and not leave him enough time to catch Bottas? Um, no, I think Vettel was just on a storm, wasn't he? After that, he took like yeah. eight seconds out of Hamilton in, in roughly yeah. the same time mm. that Max. But I mean, with, with, with an extra with an extra couple of laps, do you, do we think? Not even an extra couple, but one yeah. lap. I think he would have got Bottas. Yeah, because it it was a, it was a risky strategy, mm. and all right, it paid off when he passed Hamilton. But I, re- I reckon a lap or two earlier, we we could have had two Ferraris on the podium. Maybe I'm not I'm not saying Ferrari fucked the strategy up because I think that one was done on the fly. The only thing I'd say with the reason they didn't bring him in earlier is because Ferrari weren't being particularly kind to the soft tires, and I don't think he'd have had the tires to do that. And they had a free pit stop behind yeah, Lando anyway. That's the other thing to think is that the reason they went with their strategy wasn't because they thought it was the best way to go. It was because of they how the, the car how quality. the car treats the tires. I thought it was to get the extra point for the fastest lap. Yeah, but it was still with quite a few laps to go, which I thought yeah. was um, yeah. I, an I just, interesting I just, choice. I, I just thought it was strange at the time, not mm. realizing how much time Vettel was going to make up yeah. on the cars in front of it. I, yeah. I don't so think I thought if they're going for, if they're going for a fastest lap, they're bloody doing it early because yeah. it's still leaving everyone else chance to get in there. I wouldn't be surprised if they pitted him because they had to pit him for tires. And um, to be safe, to be safe, 
uh, and they didn't pit him earlier because they simply couldn't run that long on that on those tires. Or it would have been too much of a gamble. Yeah, could could well be. But yeah, wonderful drive from mm. Max Verstappen. I can't think of a of a drive from Max like that since Brazil twenty sixteen. I'm I'm willing to say I think that's the best race win since Jensen's in Canada in two thousand eleven. Because maybe dropped back to ninth, didn't he, at the end of the first lap? I mm-hmm. think Verstappen was. Don't forget you, but I mean. Button's race was weather affected as well. You know, he's yeah, dry yeah. and track. He had all sorts of chaos and stuff going on. Mm-hmm. I think Did, it was it was Lewis affected at one point when he ran into the back of it. Was. <laughs> um, Sky were using the "What's he doing?" line on the opening titles yeah, until last yeah, season. Yeah. But like I, um, yeah, there, I, were, there was no shenanigans at all in this race. It was there just was, a there was great race pace. in the race. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the the only match shenanigans or close to was he got an appalling start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when the anti stall kicked in. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think he'd blown it. Like when that happened, I thought, "Oh, it's like it's got to him." Like the home race has got to him. He's mm-hmm. blown his chance of winning his home race. Yeah, I, th- I thought Leclerc was just going to walk off with that one. Yeah, but Red Bull's home race, but mm. pretty much the Dutch Grand Prix, almost. I wouldn't mind seeing the um, what the deltas were between Vettel and Leclerc because, although I, I still think Ferrari had the wrong like strategy, like pit wise. It does seem like he had all the clean air in the world, you know. They had all the they had all the opportunity to do whatever they needed to do with Leclerc to win that race, and I just wonder whether. I mean, obviously his pace wasn't there to win the race, otherwise he would have won the race. But I wonder whether it was slower than it probably should have been given the opportunity yeah. he had. Um, I think it was probably probably slower just because of tire management. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think that'd have been the issue because I mean Vettel, Vettel's showing, and again the the only thing I've got in front is the um, average speed of the ten ten fastest laps. Yeah, and Vettel, that's going to be skewed because of the end. That's going to be sh- skewed just because yeah ten of ten of Vettel's fastest laps are on the t- those tires at the mm-hmm. end. But it's it's only it's, I'm only thinking this because I remember that before before he came in for his first stop. I remember Vettel setting the fastest lap. I'm sure he was the quickest man on the track, like consistently. Um, he did seem to have more fastest laps mm. than anyone else. And look how he's caught Hamilton, like you were saying. Yeah. That was after a second stop, yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, new tyres and stuff. But. Yeah. Uh, right, driver of the day. <sighs> Carlos Sainz. I think Carlos Sainz has got a, uh, got a go for it. Max Verstappen. Verstappen has, Max Verstappen. Yep. Uh, George Russell, I think, deserves a mention. Um. Lando Norris as well. I don't know. You know, he had a good drive to keep himself where he was. Didn't do didn't do anything wrong. Certainly, no. I think I think either Carlos Sainz or George Russell, just because like Max had the equipment, you know, and they they didn't necessarily have what you'd have yeah, thought. Carlos no, Sainz, I, 19th. I don't think Max had a race winning car. I don't know. I think he did there. I mean, the, the fact that he won the race suggests I'm wrong. Yeah, but. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, no. I think I think Gasly's skewing that. I think the Red Bull was a race-winning card this weekend. And I think if if he'd have been if he'd have had any other teammate, uh, you'd have had two Red Bulls really close to each other. Probably wouldn't have won the race because they'd probably been but, fighting each other too much. But you've already <laughs> said that you thought that if Vettel was in the lead Ferrari, mm-hmm. it would have been a Ferrari victory. Just because I think Vettel's better than Leclerc. Yeah, I I think Verstappen 
definitely deserves driver of the day. Science mm. does too. There's, oh, there's plenty of yeah, yeah. That, that's right. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve driver of the day, but I'm just there's there's a few people that excelled yeah, this yeah, weekend. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, that case, in that case, while we're on the subject, hero definitely science. Back back of the grid to well into the points. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. No, here is race stewards for not fucking the race up. <laughs> for three hours, though, it took a while, but okay. Joe, I, I genuinely thought that meant they were going to take the race run away from him. I get them I at a safe distance. You know that I have time to cook an entire roast dinner between the cows crossing the finish line and the, ra- the race result being announced. <laughs> I, I don't know if I've said it on the podcast, but I definitely said it before the podcast. The ugliest thing about sport is when fans argue with the officials' decisions. Mm-hmm. So could we just stop it? Especially when you just got accept a sport. the decision. I mean, you can think that it's wrong, but yeah. don't get angry about it and tweet us because we can't change it just as much as you can't change well, it. While we're having to talk to fans, I think the other thing to think is, is just for a split second, but before you're writing tweets and things, just take yourself out of it, like whoever your certain fandom goes towards. Because like, would you rather... A Formula One where two drivers hit each other trying to do an overtake, so it's a it's a it's a nailed on penalty. Regardless, if you t- take all the drivers out of it and just think of it as a race and incident, or would you rather watch Formula One where the cars can fight each other? I'm going to quote Motorsport Extra's tweet, which they put out on Sunday, which I think nailed this completely. Fans of a single driver, the Austrian Grand Prix was shit. Fans of the sport as a whole, the Austrian Grand Prix was an exciting race. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, and it was a great race. Fan mm-hmm. of the sport as a whole. Um, but yeah, but, but just don't go into overdrive every time something doesn't go the way for your favourite driver. Yeah. Um, because you're not going to change it and you getting angry only makes you angry. Yeah. Although I've got, I've got to say, sort of com- complain, complaining about what the officials do. Facebook have got this memories thing, and looking back on uh, my personal memories from this time of year, one year ago, and five years ago, I am stunned by how many times my Facebook status update was bollocks. That was never a penalty <laughs> <laughs> because of the World Cup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ref, are you blind? <laughs> um, we haven't done a villain yet. Tires, has, has. I, I think tires. I, I don't. I don't want them changed. But I think there's again we're in a season where we're constantly talking about tires. We're constantly talking about like thermal management of the tires, and it's. Uh, it, it, we are we are in this era of Formula One where it's like pr- Formula Prost, isn't it? Like win as slowly as you possibly can. Yeah. But surely it's on the manufacturers just to work out how to work with the tyres. Yeah, but even even like if we say Mercedes on a whole have done a better job with managing yeah. the tyres than any anyone else, they're still managing them. Do you know what I mean? And it's it's it, is that what we want? It's, it's not what I want. No, but it's it's always been a thing in Formula One. But I mean, let's not talk about tyres. We've done it so many times. In I, the past. I've got to admit, controversial. I'm I think old. it's time to bring back refueling. No. And he's trying to bring back refuel and give the... Because that becomes then the race of maths. Oh, he was having 1.6 seconds of fuel there. That's 13 litres. That will see him through to lap 28. But I think it solves solves a few problems. It solves the... But it makes the races either a half or a third as long because the real racing only happens after the last fuel stop. Exactly. Maybe. I I think that 
I think that's fixed if you have a tight grid. If the because so you if, have, if the you twi- have, yeah, basically you have Indy five hundred, but on a shortened. No, no. But if you have tw- if you have cars that are close to each other, then you have to overtake each other because and you can't. Yeah, but if you re- bring back refueling, you've got Indy five hundred where people are jo- jockeying for position mm-hmm. for the first two stints, and then the last stint they go for it. I don't want to see that. I I think if the grid's bunched up, I don't think you get that. Not in not not in a, a not in a situation where it's not an oval. Uh, but what it does is it well, means. No, of course, I'm, I'm talking figuratively. Yeah, yeah, no, but that's what I'm just saying. Idea. I don't, I don't think it, I, I, I don't think it'll translate that way. As long as Formula One does its job and bunches the grid up together, um, but it solves the uh, lack of effort, if you want, for, for want of better words, that drivers have to put in because they're driving quicker, lighter cars all the time. It also solves a tire issue because you're. Constantly driving a lighter car, which is going to be easy on, easier on the tyres. My memories of the refueling era were very few overtakes, and too the, much mass. The only overtakes were in the pit lane. I think that's because your main memories of the refueling era were through the Ferrari dominance era, because that's kind of when it was. Yeah, that's what I mean. But I, I think, I think the even if you'd have had what we have now. With Ferrari being what they were doing, I still think you've had the same situation. But it, even though, yeah, Ferrari were dominant, the rest of the field, there wasn't the midfield battles that you have. It was no, but we, we pull start, into the pit lane. Oh, he's come out behind the guy who was in front of him. But we before. were also we were also in that situation where it was even worse now. Following cars, like the, air, the dirt, dirty air was a bigger like the that whole thing of like arriving at a wall of dirty air was even more prominent than it is in modern Formula yeah. One. I, I think that's another thing. That, that's what I mean. It, it, refueling is fine if the cars are brought together. I think that's something Formula One should be looking at. Let's bring the cars together first. I'll see if everyone can do that in 2021 slash mm. two. Also, three. I think they'll have to do that anyway if they want to move to hydrogen because you're not going to want uh, you're not going to want a car full of hydrogen from lap one probably not <laughs> they're a bit explodey aren't they yeah with the rubber tanks it's fine <laughs> uh, right predictions just going to do the um, the website predictions first Ooh. it was one of our lowest scoring weeks in fact our two winners on the prediction league on the website who were Mark Harris and Raymond Ezenwazu yeah, they only managed to score seven <laughs> points each. So a low score among me. I think I scored two points, I think, if I'm lucky. Yeah. Right. Our predictions. Uh oh. Yeah. Um Let me just let me just say that um, before I give before I give the numbers, Lee, you Lee, technically you won this week. Yes. You were you were the least shit. Yes. It doesn't the, matter. The people win that, as slowly as you can. The people that weren't here, uh, Sean went for Hamilton, Vettel and Leclerc. A point. Um, James Sutty Corbett, supplier of quality biscuits. He went for Hamilton, Bottas and Vettel. He did say Verstappen would get the fastest lap, so he got that right, but unfortunately that no doesn't points. score any points. Maybe so next he year. just gets the one point. Unless you're on the website, of course. Anyway, yeah, but he that that particular he prediction was guest wasn't. Predictor, yeah. yeah, guest predictor. Right in this room, Chris, Bottas, Hamilton, Leclerc, two, two points. points. Yeah, I thought that's what I went for. Dan, 
Hamilton, Bottas, Verstappen. Two points. Me, Hamilton, Bottas, Vettel. A point. And Lee being the least shit, Hamilton, Vettel, didn't get off to a good start, Bottas. <laughs> three points. That's pretty good, to be fair. You say least shit, three points is all right. It's okay. It's a third. It's a third of the available points. But that's fine. That's that. I I would say I was the only person that did well by getting one <laughs> driver in the right position. Yeah. Right. What I do notice is last week, didn't we have a couple of perfect scores on the website? Yes. And it was a shit race. Yeah. Yeah. This week, low scores on the website, and it was a cracking race. I'd rather have it that way round. Yeah. Low points, unpredictable, good race. Yep. Yeah, that'll that'll do me any day. Mm. Um right, moving on. News. Oh, we've done that one. We've done it. Take... Paddy Lowe left Williams. Paddy Lowe's officially left Williams. Right, so the uh, new F one game's out this week. Me and Lee have both got it. Yep. Early opinions? I, I kinda changed my opinion to be perfectly honest. I think it depends how much you want it. Um it's a good game. The new lighting looks really nice. Graphically, it's it's a step up. But no, no, graphically, it's exactly the same. It's just the lighting's changed. No, I, I, I think there's... I think there's no, been... genuinely, it's, it's exactly the same. I know it's the same. <laughs> they, all, they've, they've just added a new lighting model. Um, the F2 cars are fun to drive. For the... 15 minutes I drove them because I was playing career mode. Uh, I've been I've been doing time trials and yeah. uh, various F2 stuff. Um I'm I'm like I'm liking the F2. Storyline I can take or leave. See that's the best part I thought. It reminded me of the old Tocker race driver game and I I really enjoyed those. Um I hope they really lean into that next year and give us a proper story mode. Um I think that's it's been received really well to the story mode, like really, really well. Oh, I, I know I'm in a minority. Yeah, yeah. no, no, but what I'm, I don't mean just to you. So I, I think what they've done is they slid that in to this year's game just to test the water, and then they're going to go balls deep with it for the next one. But it is the same game, like the. The I think they've tweaked the points allowance and how your like rookie to veteran thing goes and but none of that none of the stats matter that's what annoys me like the you know like when you bargain for new contracts it's just like what upgrades are going to come down i think it would be nice if the if there was a benefit to becoming like number one driver or uh, a benefit to try and get a higher salary or something i, I don't know how, how you'd work it in um, the cars, I, I, I've heard loads of people saying they find the cars really understeery. I find them really grippy. Yeah, I think the cars seem a lot easier to drive. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely more um, more open. What what I still find impossible to I mean, do. The, the, the take, they've taken the ballast out of the setups now. Yeah, I what, this I've really I've been annoyed with this for every Codemasters game. To be perfectly honest, is it doesn't matter even if you're against your teammate, you seem to be down on straight line speed to everybody, to where people can just float past you for no apparent reason. Dep- I suppose that depends on the level, uh, the difficulty level you've got the AI set up. Yeah, but uh, that's fine. But then that means that the... Or what I think's happening is Codemasters are artificially creating 
lap times by making the cars quicker and the straight bits. Mm. Um, that's what I think's happening because you just get murdered at times. I barely played F1 2018 because much... you wouldn't like this game. No, because I, I've same with 2017, 2018. Mm-hmm. I just the does not feel like the car is connected to the road. Oh, you see, no, I, I feel, I, th- I, I think that might be slightly better. Like the, I think there's, a, there's a I bit of weight about it. Just to play project cars. Uh, I think project cars I find twitchy. I've well. played both 2018 mm. and 2019 today. Yeah, because uh, I was playing about in 2019 this morning. Mm. Then I went back onto 2018 because I had to get the Formula lead time. So yeah. I've got a couple, couple more laps just for old times' sake. And the mm. 2019 cars do feel more connected. More gripping, yeah. You yeah. know where you point them, not just just well. If there's a corner and they're kind mm. of just drifting around it a bit. Yeah, there's there's more involved in controlling the car to get it round the corner. Yeah. It's the best version of the Formula One game so far, but that's not necessarily a glowing endorsement because it's it's only just better. Well, I look forward to seeing where the Formula lead times are at when we do the. Results. Well, the uh, it's the it's the last one on 2018. But in the meantime, I think we need to shunt before we before we go on. What I am looking forward to doing because like, I did six seasons, I think, of last year's game you know, over the course of the career. Yeah, um, I am looking forward to seeing where the drivers move around because apparently there's driver a driver market, market now. Yeah. Uh, so I'm looking forward to seeing how that works because that's took them. I remember when there was a guy called Steve Hood used to be the lead developer for Codemasters. I was speaking to him on Twitter about it, and I was saying, uh, is there any way you could get a active driver market? And he, he said this was like 2014, I think it was. And he said, he said, we would love to get an active driver market in, but getting the teams to agree to it is impossible because they pay millions of dollars... To have their licensed drivers. To have Fernando Alonso in a McLaren. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like I said last week, not been done since the days of Microprose. Yeah, I, I find it strange that they've managed to get away with just launching two of the drivers out. You know, like well, two, two of the real... Oh, yeah, three. Cause three, because there's, there's you. There. Yeah. There's you as well as Weber and Butler. But that's what I find really weird. That's what that's what disjointed about it, is you've got the two characters from the story, the beginning of the GP2 story in there, um, and then they joined Formula 1 and nothing... You know, there's no, um, like... Uh, Continuing rivalry. Yeah, but the, but there's no, um, like, cut scenes or anything like there is at the beginning of the game. It's just, it feels like it, he's, when he says, oh, I've got a contract to sign, and then that's the last you see of the cunt. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know where you can get Lucas Weber merchandise. I'm sure it'll be somewhere. I'm sure it'll be there. Have Kimoa signed him yet? Maybe. <laughs> Talking to Kimoa, uh, Lando was wearing Dio sunglasses this weekend, not Kimoa ones. He might not be their poster boy anymore. Oh, right. Also, McLaren. Thank you to Sean for that bit of research. McLaren's guy was saying uh, Fernando Alonso was the greatest driver of all time. Mm, what, was pl- what music was playing in the background of the garage when he said it? Something like, please don't go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's shunt it. Um, this week, this week's total shunt is brought to you by our Patreon podcast, which you can sign up for at patreon.com slash three legs four wheels from as little as one dollar a month. Can. Get an extra show, and all the money goes towards 
But we're back to full strength with microphones this week. You're keeping we this podcast running because you know microphones, stands, computers, mixers. Postage on sending the broken microphones back to get repaired when they actually do get around to repairing the right one and not the same, same one, one twice. twice. No, I'm not sure any of that's true anyway. <laughs> anyway, uh, who's, who has on. sent this week's shunt in, Lee? Uh, this was sent in by Bruno uh, Lemos. Lemos. One of the two. Thank you, Bruno. Bruno. That was that was the sound of my laptop closing, by the way, so you can't accuse me of anything. I'm sat in front of you. I don't need the sound. I can see. <laughs> <laughs> I was you know, born. You know, you're not the only person listening to this. But you were talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> I was born <laughs> in 1966. Okay, so 53. 53? 53 this yeah. year. Around the age of the World uh, Cup. Yeah, Hardberger, maybe. Yeah, roughly. Yeah. Um, if I've got it on that one, then I am mm-hmm. quite Sean, happy. Then you are Sean Kelly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ready? Yeah. Uh, I entered uh, in. Sorry, I entered in one hundred and five races, but only started ninety six. I think. I was just thinking. Then I think Berger might be older than that. You know. Right. I think he was definitely in more races than that. Well, back in the days when they were only doing 15 races a season. But he was around for quite a while. From about 83 to 97, so yeah. 15 years. 15 years, 15 races a year. Roughly 150-ish. Many. Yeah. <laughs> I was in Formula One until 1976. Put in the math f- is terrible. Go on, mm-hmm. sorry, go on. Put in the final season, I changed my name a little bit. I was in Formula One until 1976. Yes. Okay, so it's a thing. Would that be Matra changing its name to Ligier for the last year? Because Matra entered as a constructor, then they started making cars for Ligier, then they became the full-on Ligier team, which turned into Prost. 1976, maybe. Can you read the question about the number of races and race starts? And uh, 105 races, 96 started. Entered... 105? Yes. Entered 105, so back in the 70s, 60s, 70s, you're looking at roughly 10 seasons, which is 66 to 76. Yeah. It's about right. And if they became Matra, sorry, if they became Ligier at the end, then Matra would make sense, wouldn't it? Mm. Because you'd... you'd, Would you have entered a whole season up front in those days you didn't have to enter a whole season you could just choose which races you wanted that's why they brought the Concorde agreement in originally to um, guarantee that all cars would be racing because some people wouldn't go to Kyle Army for example because they're too expensive and we're probably not going to win yeah and that's why you got a lot of one-off Japanese entries in 76 should we stick with Matra then go with Matra go go with Matra for the first one then Um. My only honour in Formula One is one fastest lap. Over ten years, that's quite poor. It is. Um, the only other thing I could think is we could be looking at a, t- a tyre manufacturer. I just want to bear in mind because we don't have to don't have to do a guess for another. No, team. no, no, no. During my F one career, I always had financial issues. 
Probably not a tie Good. manufacturer. It's going to be a skint team. Yeah, do, doesn't really narrow it down. Not really. Are you Racing Point Jordan uh, Spiker? <laughs> the Revenge. <laughs> Embassy. 76. What was Hesketh's last year? Well, Hesketh was 73 to 75, wasn't it? Uh, they carried on carried on for an extra couple of years, but they didn't, they didn't start in F1 until the 70s. Mm. Right. Um, this is a, I'm going to read this question as it's said, but I think it's kind of a screwy way of saying it. So I'm just, but that might be important. I'll preface that way first. First way, no, no, but I don't. I think it might be misleading. Um, I ended uh, uh, my life ended in 1976, but I think that's a screwy way of saying it. But I can't think of a different way to do it. There used to be a Formula One team called Life. Oh, life. Oh, life. There used to be a Formula One team called Play Life. Well, they were, they were more of ben- an, engine, an engine, engine yeah. supplies. Yeah, roller skates. Yeah. Is that what Play Life was, was it? Yeah, they made roller, ro- skates, roller yeah. skates and skateboards. I, know, I, I've, I, I, I remember seeing the name. I never knew what it was. I want to say that it was one of Briatore's companies as well. Italian toy manufacturer. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't touch anything that had Play Life and Briatore connected to it. Sounds like a range of... Go away, we're, we're, PK Jr. We're, we're going back to who's knob Naomi Campbell again, aren't we? <laughs> again, go away, Nelson PK Jr. <laughs> We've all got to do it one day, Paul. You just have to suck it up when it's your turn. <laughs> uh, do you need a guess on this one? Or yes, that, another? That, that was question seven. Right, that, so that should have been question six, shouldn't it? Uh, no, yeah, no, that was seven. Uh, I was born in 1966. Uh, 1966. That's one. Uh, oh, no, sorry, I skipped one. I'll do that next. It's fine. Carry on. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I missed one. I'll give you give you that now and then. It's a guess, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, my debut was in the 1969 Spanish Grand Prix. F1 debut. So a team that was absolutely shipbroke. Um was that German ATS team, nothing to do with the tire fitters. They were kicking round round about that time until the mid seventies. This is the problem. I'm not very good with, yeah, with total yeah. shunts or Formula One in general from before I was born. Everything everything I know it's about the disadvantage. Everything I know about this era I think I learnt mostly from Rush. Mm. Yeah, with with these kind of things. BRM. If, it's, if it's the famous people, we'll have heard of them. But the the teams that only got one fastest lap in ten years—that's the problem. Since so F1 much. rejects shut down, <laughs> what about B- B- BRM? Would have won, won races, didn't they? Oh, B- BRM. Yeah, won yeah. many many things. Um, Did you so, hear the thing about Nicky Lauda when? Um, uh, Eccleston was talking about Nicky Lauda and said when he signed for it was, it was BRM wasn't it that, that was Brabham Eccleston, sorry, sorry when he signed for Brabham that he was the first million dollar Formula 1 signing mm. yeah carry on yeah. I thought it was interesting and, and according to Bernie he got his money's worth <laughs> <laughs> um, skint team from back then Ralph never heard of that yeah German team yeah would you expect to have heard of a team that only ever got one fastest lap. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
my previous F1 race, uh, my sorry, my previous F1 uh, raced, I raced successfully in was F. What? My previous F1, I raced successfully in F2 in 1960, uh, in 1968. Sorry for getting tongue tied there. That doesn't make any sense. No. Does he mean my previous but, formula? Pr- prior to F1. I would imagine so. It must be formula. My previous formula. I, ra- I raced in successfully was would be uh, in F two. Yeah. yeah, it's just there's some bad England going on. But given a surname, but Bruno might I'm going to let him. Be his, his I'm, go- I'm letting him off it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So it's a team that moved up from F two. It's usually yeah. just that Lee reads them wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, this is when you've got. A, I've no idea who this is, by the way. Him you, not good at the look say word. Yeah, well, that's, that's it. When you've got someone with like military grade dyslexia. And then there's something. It's, then there's an English possible second language yeah, speaker. It's like stupidity you. weaponized. <laughs> That's my new metal band. Stupidity weaponized. Yeah. Uh, I think we're going to need another clue, aren't we? Yeah. yeah. I'm nowhere near this one. My name is one of the most known and successful in Formula One history. That's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> One right. fastest lap. So we're probably looking. Would we be looking at a team named after a driver? Yeah. So Hill, Embassy Hill Racing. Maybe Were they one? driving in F two in 1968 when Graham Hill was winning his second world championship? Yeah, but how many F one drivers in 1968 also took part in F two? Did Graham Hill start his own F2 team? To do F2. Yeah, while he was still doing F1. It's entirely possible. It's crazy the idea now, isn't it, of Formula 1 drivers doing F2. It's just, it's so alien. Yeah. I mean, that that um, Jim Clark documentary. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, documentary, the uh, Jim Clark Grand Tour episode. Yeah. yeah. Where they went through all the cars he used in one season. Yeah, it's mental. Yeah, F1, F2... Mini Tasman yeah. series, British touring car. So, yeah, that, that would be a career for most uh, drivers. I think, I think there was a Ford Cortina rally car in there yeah, as there well. Was, yeah, yeah. I think that's what. I think he may have driven the Ford Cortina in Lotus Cortina in British touring cars, and that that was all just in one season. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I think we could be on for Graham Hill's racing team here. Would you like your last clue? And the Hill name, obviously, one of the most famous in F one. There's Graham, there's Damon, and Phil. Of course. Not a relation, but... Still got the same, same name. name. First one to win a world championship with the name Hill. You ready for your last clue? Yeah. yeah. Due to my famous financial problems, my founder was removed from management in 1976. Okay, well, Graham Hill wasn't removed. The team shut down when he died. So I Right. Th- when did Wolf Racing became... Was that Williams? Walter Wolf Racing became Williams, yeah. Walter Wolf Racing became Williams? Well, or the w- other way around? Williams started entering Wolf cars and then became Williams while Wolf Racing... When did Williams first enter a Formula One race? Because Williams shut down and then restarted again, remember? Hmm. And was dogged by financial problems. Is it the original Williams Formula One team? You might be onto something here. <laughs> Is there a spaffer? No. I think that's that's the closest we've got. 
because obviously Williams is 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 known for being what Williams is now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, many will well, well rubbish. Well, what Williams well, was? Yeah. yeah, world championship winning. You know, we blue, say, blue and yellow cars that win things. Yeah. Well, we say dominant through the nineties, but they won as many world championships in the nineties as McLaren did. So, <laughs> can I have a guess. Is it worth a stab at that? The original Frank Williams Formula One team wasn't called Williams Grand Prix Engineering. It was called something else. And then it was it got shut down. And then a couple of years later, he came back with Williams Grand Prix Engineering. Yeah, I reckon. I reckon that's the closest we've got. I'm happy with that. I am Frank Williams Racing Cars. Yes. Get in, Chris. <laughs> nice one. Norm- normally, I'd be a stickler for oh. the team team name. Yeah. But in this situation, yeah. I think that's good enough. I think so. The original Williams Racing Team. That was fantastic. Um, <laughs> Don't end on penalties. No, because <laughs> no, if you look at my Facebook feed, bollocks, that was never a penalty. <laughs> Uh, thank you very much, Bruno, for sending that one in. Thank that, you, was, that, was, that was brilliant. How do you send in total shunts? Tweet me at a total shunt. That's simple enough. Mm-hmm. And then on the on usually on a Monday, send another tweet as a reminder. Yep, you can do, do it as a direct message. Don't oh yeah, don't do, send, do don't it, send it, as it as a tweet. tweet. Direct message. Uh, oh, I mean, you'd be sending a few tweets doing that anyway. Uh, but yeah, it's no one. No one tweeted me today, so I just pulled a random one up. But yeah, if you tweet me on Monday to remind me of yours, then it might get picked easier and quicker. And if you haven't got Twitter, uh, email you email three legs four wheels at gmail dot com, which you can also get for any general emails. Uh, what was the one that? What was the one that general st- email? <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> that was the one that stood out. A little, little bit of an extra mailbag. Um, had an email earlier today from Imbibo Ergo Sum earlier. Imbibo Ergo I drink, sum. therefore I am. Yeah. Who are those people? Yeah, Imbibo uh, Ergo Sum. I drink, therefore I am. Or um, an epic goth doom metal band with a name like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, wonder what everyone's perspective is on Damon Hill as a commentator. Great driver, but my estimation of him as a commentator has dropped. In France, he said the track was pretty easy when most current drivers acknowledged that it was a challenging circuit. Current drivers may be trying to gin up the race, but I thought his comments were not quite right. What do we think? I think France is an easy circuit. Um, I like Damon Hill. Uh, also, he's not a commentator; he's a pundit. Yeah, he, but that, yeah, let's let, let's skip over that bit. But um, as a, as a pundit, he's don't forget Latin is this guy's first language. Obviously, clearly. Um, what is it? I'm pink, therefore I'm spam. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think Damon Hill is just, he's not afraid to say what he thinks and he doesn't care if nobody else thinks the same mm-hmm. as him. Uh, and quite often that just comes across as unpopular opinion. And I think it might be jarring when you can connect it to the rest of the sky coverage as well. Yeah, that when you've got annoying. people like Herbert who would just lick everyone's arse mm. just to, to, uh, to get to see And the then right say. Controversial things just to be controversial. Yeah, which is in a cheeky yeah. Cockney chimney sweep kind of way. Yeah, I was ruining his driver legacy. I was a big fan of Johnny Herbert as a driver. I am not a fan Terrible of him as a pundit. pundit. No, he's right. just. He's well, just I thought he ruined Eddie his Jordan. driver leg when he had that crash. Just yeah, Eddie Jordan. <laughs> but Eddie da- Jordan. Damon Hill, he's all right. I think he makes a lot of sense. Uh, oh, did I, you... I think there's better pundits. There's more insightful people. Yeah. Well, of course, there is, because there's more current people. I think I either I personally I don't particularly like Karun Chandok, um, 
but I like Anthony Davidson. I like um, D- uh, Darista. I think they're both really good. Yeah, Paul Darista is very, very insightful, especially yeah. from the more modern Formula One. Yeah, I like um, Rosberg now. I think Rosberg's good at it. Oh, Rosberg just needs to chill out a bit. He's still too media friendly. Snappy dresser. Mm. He's, oh yeah, he looks, looks incredible. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, did anyone else before we go check the um, what Martin Brundle said to um, Bonotto? No, what did he it say? It was brilliant. He got hold of him in the pit lane after the race when we were waiting to see what was going on. And he was explaining about how he thought it was a, it was a penalty to Martin. And he said, but um, I thought if we couldn't do things like this, we should just all go home, or does that not apply this weekend? <laughs> Damon Hill jumped in. Like he <laughs> he had a real go at him about, about it. It was ace. Well, Hill jumped in and had a go at Brundle. No, no, he, Hill jumped in to go, anyway, let's talk about other things. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because that's the way Sky lose access to Ferrari, isn't yes. it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, they've, only, they've only just got it back after Arriva Benny's ban on all the British press from yeah. talking to anyone in yeah. the team. Remember when Honda uh, banned every, every was it the written, everybody apart from Japanese written media? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, while we're on the subject, as we were previously, of getting in touch, uh, you can tweet the show at Three Legs Four Wheels and get the rest of us individually at at Flood Twenty One, at Dan Dan Cotton, at Pablo One Hundred, and Sean is at Sean Cowper. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, I'm on Instagram. If you're on Instagram, I'm at Talk Shunt as well. And we're Three Legs Four Wheels on Instagram too. Yeah. Uh, right. One last thing this week: Formula Lee. Bit of a momentous one because it's the last 2018 one. Bye bye. Uh, this was Austria in the wet in mm-hmm. a brawn. Normally. I would do the top 20. However, as a special tonight, I'm doing the top 21. Right. Because of who's in 21st position <laughs> just outside the point. Anyone fancy taking a guess? Would it be Ed Stavan? It would be Ed Forsyth has come <laughs> one place and four hundredths of a second outside the point oh, again. <laughs> um, but the top 20 time that you needed to get into uh, into this was 117.786. And in 20th was Wellington Moreau. 19th was Tyler Stevens. 18th, Adam Smith. 17th, Brooks DeGear. Uh, 16th, Santerio Nasty. 15th was Ryan Lauderback. I can see your reflection in the window, Chris. Um, 14th was Ross Tudnam, 13th Ian Walker, 12th Mike Camping, 11th Neil Krasinski, top 10 James Nagel in 10th, Marcel Streak in 9th, Ken Lauderback in 8th, 7th was Ricky Worrell, 6th Alberto Rolden, 5th was Pete Bull and 4th was last week's winner Nathan Mazzolo. Top 3 with a time of 116.502 in 3rd place was Kyle Armstrong. Second place, 116.102, usual winner, Chris Olby. That's two in, two in a row he's lost now. And taking it this week with a time of 116.093, after sending me a tweet saying, that's it, I'm spent, I have literally got <laughs> nothing more on this track. Uh, you, didn't need, you didn't need much more. Congratulations, Alessandro Popolani, for winning well that one. Well nice done. One. Right, well done. Well, we are moving on to F1 2019. As of this race. Two-week mm. challenge. Yep. It's going to be Silverstone. It's going to be in the dry. And because they're in the game this year, we're going to do it in a World Championship winning car. We are going to do it in the F2 ART. Nice. Like it. Let's Good see idea. Let's see how that one pans out. You have got two weeks. So that is 7 o'clock UK time on the 15th of July, the day after Silverstone. Get your entries in by screenshot. 
an email to three legs four wheels at gmail.com uh send them direct message at three legs four wheels on twitter or direct message on facebook or if you're on ps4 and you're not already a friend of mine i'm pabstar on there and i can get everyone's times from there Xbox has been having problems with the leaderboards recently, so if you're on Xbox, send your time in just to be on the safe side, because Lee might not be able to pick it up off the uh, off the in-game leaderboards. Yeah, it's it's no, it's, it's not it's not having problems. It's just I'm not friends with the, everybody that's on it. That's a fair point. So, yeah. And I get to see your real name if you send it in by email or tweet. Yeah. Um, I think that about does it for this week, doesn't it? I think so. We will be back next week. Something tells me we're going to have a lot of news to talk about between now and then, because there's always big things happening in the run-ups of the British Grand Prix. Yeah. Stuff gets announced sometimes at the British Grand Prix, doesn't it? Yeah. So. And it's our Silverstone preview show that ne- this time next week. Let's go, Paul. There's only two of us sat at the table. Fair enough. I am done. Thank Bye-bye. you. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.